This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. everybody welcome to psi love you xoxo episode 107 i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside the future class of video games aka forbes 30 under 30 aka someone who's trying to challenge for best hair in the business blessing adioye jr first of all greg thank you second of all greg you interrupted me mid mid argument with janet garcia because we were going back and forth about our gg app lists of course gg is like letterbox but for video games we can make She's the roller skating, game playing, marathon training, Janet Garcia. Hello, Janet. Hello, and I'm ready for people to agree with me, but they may or may not be agreeing with me for toxic reasons, which I'm not sure oh, how I feel about. People yet. like being toxic to me on the internet. That's the thing I've learned <laughs> very quickly, especially today when I said that Horizon Forbidden West is an amazing game. Apparently, that's controversial. But um, all you did was critique it and criticize it in amazing. the review. <laughs> How dare you talk, give critiques for a game that you think is a five out of five? Uh, no, I, I, me and Janet were going back and forth just now because Janet, uh, earlier today, like a few minutes ago, really, uh, put up a, a actually, no, it was like an hour ago for you. I think for me, it was like a few minutes ago. You put mm-hmm. up a, a, a list of the games you beat in 2022. That's like a GG list, which means it's all well organized or whatever. And I replied to you because I know last year, what, hey, hold on, what, real quick, give him a shout out. What is GG? Uh, GG is like Letterboxd, but for video games. And so you it's can go app, in there. Right? Website. It, yeah, it's an app slash website that you can go to, make an account. And like you can track the games that you want to play, games that are in your black- backlog, games that you are currently playing, games that you've beaten. And you can make a bunch of different playlists. And so for me, I have a playlist. It's like my top favorite games of all time, games that I beat in 2021, and also games that I beat in 2022, which is what I replied to Janet with. Janet, Janet posted her list so far of games she she's beaten in 2022, which includes things like Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, Nobody Saves the World, Paparazzi, Dying Light 2, and Horizon Forbidden West. Last year, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Janet because Janet dusted us last year in terms of the amount of games she's ro- she rolled credits on. Very impressive amount of games. Were a lot of those Thank games you. an hour to two hour, hours long? Probably sure. But still, shout out to Janet none, <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, but I replied to Janet saying uh, that I'm not letting you leave me in the dust this year, Janet Garcia. And I posted my list so far and i didn't i'm not even trying to be too competitive i was just doing it as like a fun thing of like you know, oh yeah not i'm not even to trying to be competitive i'm just starting a show arguing I'm, about I'm, it i'm, I'm not, not trying to be trying competitive because, unless because i she win came at me reckless unless I she win. came at me reckless because okay, when i posted all, I this i came out here sharing was, in the community as a member of the community just share i'm like hey you know he, now, now was i like kind of braggadocious with it a little bit but you know i'm, I'm coming off of like 100 plus hours of gaming in the last like 16 days and i have like 10 more to do um so yeah you know i posted out my stuff and then you're like oh i'm gonna come for you but not really and people like playing this game with me too and this is why isaiah says i'm always yelling on this show because isaiah my boyfriend who lives with me also is fake competing where he's like oh well i'm not trying to win but i am like beating like eight games in this month and i'm like i feel like you're coming for the crown but no one wants to admit it and no one's gonna be able to catch me 
So my game, so my list looks like this, right? Like Jana mentioned, she has five games. I have seven games on my list between Near Replicant, Spider-Man, The City That Never Sleeps, the DLC, which I'm counting in here, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, WarriorWare, Get It Together, Seafood, Dying Light 2, and Horizon. And Jana replies, acting like that list is invalid because I have Spider-Man, Miles Morales on here, and I've beaten Miles Morales again. I played it again in January. For clarity, someone else, like a, a, a third, a, a, an innocent third party, <laughs> third party, said, Bless, I think it's kind of like cheap that you have Miles Morales on here because you beat it already. And I replied to to both of y'all and i'm like to be honest yeah i, I wasn't gonna say anything well like i do what's agree. wrong with, what's wrong with playing a game again and beating it again I and think, rolling credits so here's for another the thing. time i want to say two things because you know all, all jokes aside i do think if you want to count that on your list that is fair because that is your list that's your list that's how you want to do it everyone has you know some people will argue that you can't beat you know forza horizon because credits never roll even if you finish the horizon festival like for me if i do all this stuff there i would count it as a game i beat we all have our different ways of tracking that however i think it's a little bit a little bit cheap to say, oh, I beat more games than you. And then like some of those games are games you already beat. I feel like that's not. Because Janet's list, Janet's, Janet's list is purely games she's never rolled credits on before. Am I correct in saying that, Janet? Yes. Okay, Barry, you beat games you've beaten already a billion times in a year, right? No, You're going to play for 25 for the I'm not time trying to compete year. with Janet and be like, oh, I'm beating you in how many games that I've like rolled did credits I, with this year, okay? on my list last year. I didn't. That, that's my personal choice. Again, if you want to do that, mm. but then you're playing your own game with your by yourself, which is fine. Like, I also do that. Like, I'm competing with myself. Um, but you can't be like, oh, I beat more games than you. And then you're rocking, like, the DLC from Spider-Man 2. Like, the DLC. See that? Really and like, here's the thing. If you... If, if you went after the DLC, I'd understand it more. And that's more so the thing of, like, my own personal list and my own rules. So you admit at least one of these is cheap. One to two Not of these cheap. are cheap listings. Not cheap listings. I think on my own, how I look at this list and my purpose for the for my own purposes of this list, not cheap. For comparing it to your list, sure, I'd understand why yeah. you'd be like, okay, the DLC doesn't count. I'm totally with yeah, you. Yeah, and that's my sticking point. Because, you know, if you want to count it, I think that's fair. Yeah, I'll yeah. count it my own thing. Miles Morales being a game that I played in full. First of all, it's a game that, like, you know, a lot of people will say that Blessing hates Miles Morales. And I call those people correct, <laughs> all right? And I replayed it. <laughs> And I replayed it. And you, one of the things you mentioned was like, you already know you like the game. I've, I, I've been documented, well documented, saying that I like it fine. It's not amazing. It's not my it. favorite Spider-Man game, but it's, I like it fine, I mean, right? You, like, I'm not here like to play game, games I don't like. But do you like it? You like it, right? So then you do like it. That's what you're admitting here. I do like it, yeah. But like you're acting like I'm over here having a party. I'm not saying it's your Desert Island game or that you'd give it, you know, a five out of five. Well, actually, I don't know what you'd give it, but you know, like you like it. You know, you like it. It's a known quantity. You've known, you know how to play it. You know everything about it. Like. That's fair. I'm yeah. glad we got all this out the way because we're going to talk about Horizon for the next As an unbiased third party who has no horse in the race, I love you both. You're both amazing co-hosts with me, and I love working with you. I'm scared. I have to come down, and then stick with me because there's like caveats, obviously. I come down on Blessing side here. Boo. He's defining it as games Correct. he's rolled Boo. credits on during 2022. If, he had, if it was... He started Miles Morales in 2021 and then rolled credits in 2022. Then no, I think it's a game you start and you finish in this year. I don't understand what Ooh, having see, played I don't think it before. He started in this year. No, he just said he started. I know. With, oh, so you, so blessing. You don't play any. You don't extend the calendar year. You just cut it off. Like those games just float. Well, in the no. Wind. I mean, near replicant here. I did start last year. Yeah, that's how I do my list. And too. I beat like, that. I finished. Need to start it. And so, like, in, so maybe Greg thinks I, we're both cheap. I don't know. I mean, maybe no, that's no, what I'm, I'm just saying. It. If that's what the I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why him playing it before would affect the fact that he rolled credits. If he played all the way through and he wasn't like 
using some weird i don't know like you know how there's items in certain games that would yeah. push you to the end like, or something like that's not what miles morales is he's playing it from start to finish it counts yeah, i miles would morales say though it for the second time all the, the problem i have is that more with the city that never sleeps dlc not that it shouldn't be counted but blessing did literally load up this conversation by taking a giant rock and throwing it from his glass house at janet for playing one to two hour games well if you're just playing the city that never sleeps dlc i don't know if that's really a leg you can stand on in the argument I mean, no, that's fair. And I, uh, that was just me being uh, uh, being stupid and like, you know, just uh, making fun of Janet. What you know? City of city of, city that never sleeps. I was already halfway through that also. So I did put in like an hour and a half before I beat that deal. I'm just so saying, you, you know, like, how about you do it the Barrett Courtney way and you just track the games that came out this year? Fucking cowards. That's next. I feel like that's like, um, I feel like we're playing on normal difficulty and I think you're playing on like something else. Like I feel like doing it, you have to start it. Mm. So here's the thing. Well, and I, I, I will say just, just with my thing, I'm not trying to compete and this is just how I do it every year where I just keep track of the games that I I feel like I put a significant amount of time in at least because I always turn this list into my top 10 game of the year list. So that's why. Oh, I'm the games you've played. You know, I like your games you've played. I kind of thought of doing that list too, but then I feel like I'll have just too many lists to keep track of. Um, but I like that because sometimes I do forget some of the things I spend time with that i might want to revisit because it, it, so it all gets lost it, it all gets lost in the games beaten category that you move it all to so i i, I like to get it um uh, kind of clear of like what what came out this year that i actually put time into that i want to think about for game of the year stuff i also don't like the amount of work that it takes for me to track all the games that i'm playing yes. just because at any moment it's like cool let me boot up uh, king of fighters oh shit okay i'm gonna add this to the GP if we app. if we can if i can jump in for me and this is rare i feel and I don't get me wrong, the GG app's awesome, and I I'm, I love that you guys love it, and yada yada yada. For me, it is literally how you guys, or at least Blessing, feels about trophies, where I'm just like, who's got the time? Who's who? Are oh, you no. doing all this stuff? Like I am the king of on GG, and then also Google Docs, and I'm talking about in probably Excel spreadsheets from back at IGN of like I'm gonna keep track of everything I play this year, and I inevitably start it, and inevitably run out of time. Then I get to a thing where it's I'm in the middle of other things, and then and I just forget and like. GG, I tried last do. year really hard, and it was just extra work. It was homework of going through and doing it. You can look here's at this. Yeah, where did I where did I bail out on this? This is what I want to play. Far Cry 6. I fucking <laughs> platinum Far Cry. Kane of Bridges Spirits. Like, when's the last time I touched anything and added Seafood's it here? in there? Huh? What's the musical story? Seafood's in here. Did I just no, no, no. I mean, a bunch of stuff's in it, but that's from last year. That's from last year, like the last time I touched the list. I'd see you want to play Storyteller. And this is my Storyteller looks so awesome. Also, you have an impact in there. When you, yeah, and I did remember. I, I started Genshin Impact. I never got. I literally played like ten minutes of it, but it was whatever. Oh. Uh, but the more important thing is like this is a, 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 where we can see eye to eye, right? We can walk away like the Marvel and DC giant robots that in, in or the universes at the end of uh, Marvel versus DC, where they shook hands and walked away. This is the second time you've referenced that today, just so you know. Well, the second time I've re- referenced Marvel versus DC. All right, the first time was Access. It was a different thing. Uh, but where I can reference it here is the fact that like honestly, this is what I, why I prefer to stay on one ecosystem. Where I'll go through and I'll I, at the end of the year when you want to know what my games of the year is I can scroll through my PlayStation trophies and be like what did I play what did I like and then of course there's the random Switch or Xbox or PC game I have to remember but if it's usually something that brought me out of my PlayStation world to play I can usually remember it. But here's I, the hack: if you just play one less ZJ the ball, you can just use that time and funnel it back into the organization. Honestly, I don't think so because it is I'm with the blessing and or with Barrett of moving them around on GG app. Where it's like, all right, wait, is it completed? Is it left? Is it abandoned? Is that? And then I don't feel like I do it. I feel like I'm using the app wrong. I feel like I'm failing the app. Mm, mm. Mm. Ladies and That's gentlemen, fair. if you didn't know, this is PS I Love You XOXO. Each and every week, blessing Janet, myself, and the one and only CEO Junior Barrett Courtney come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. If you like that, 
you should be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in to be part of the show like the dozens upon dozens upon dozens of you did today for our horizon forbidden west faq thank you so much for your support of course also on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you could watch us record each and every episode live just like cameron kennedy is l2 larson is cooper cooper is if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm like, mm, uh, Cooper is. Uh, of course, also on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week. You can also get these bevy of benefits for the X cast, for the games cast, for everything under the kind of funny video game sun. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. We put up every episode of PSI Love You XOXO Tuesday morning, 6 a.m., youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe uh if that still wasn't enough of an easy 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 way to support us of course like subscribe share rate us on itunes rate us on spotify rate us wherever you can and then if you're using the epic game store for your video games use the promo code kind of funny the creator code kind of funny of course when you make purchases then we get a little bit of money from it doesn't cost you anything extra if you are like me and play most of your stuff on playstation no big deal rocket league fortnite wherever you can put in an epic creator code you can benefit kind of funny housekeeping for you our Horizon review for Forbidden West is up. It is up as a kind of funny games cast. So if you haven't heard it yet, check your podcast feeds over there. Uh, Tuesday, next week, is PSI Love You XOXO as usual, except for the fact we won't be doing a live recording on Monday. Instead, we'll be recording it outside of the paywall of Patreon for everybody for the PlayStation Vita's 10th anniversary. It's 10th birthday, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to record the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames on Tuesday, the 22nd at 11 a.m. right after Kind of Funny Games Daily. So swing through, check it out there. Bring your cake and your Vita (laughs) memories. Dress to the nines, don't forget. I'm sorry, that just really caught me off guard because I didn't know any of this and I just find it very funny. It, well, you know, you got to go big for year 10. You know what I mean? I, I, I think this yeah. is the silver anniversary. I forget Does 10 what it feel is. right? Because uh, for some reason, whenever somebody tells me that it's the 10th or 15th or 20th anniversary or something, usually I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's, it's already here. For Vita, I'm like, I feel like the Vita came out like 20 years ago <laughs> for some reason. Does anybody else, does anybody else feel like me? Does the Vita no. not feel ancient? I, I, yeah, it does because it died really quickly. You know, and the PSP you know? feels well, which is the PSP is older than the Vita, but like the PSP, I feel like if you told me ten, ten, I'd be surprised. Like I would think it's old. Like I think the PSP is so old in my mind that the Vita could be four years old, and I'd be like, sure, why not? I think it's just also that like video games change so dramatically. <laughs> Where we were still trying to keep this handheld race together and then switch out and just change the game for everybody. And then it was done. Everybody's like, all right, cool. We're Imagine done. Imagine if win. they came back to the handheld. They're not going to, but like, what if they did? Like, that'd be so did? cool. I mean, they're right. out here messing with VR. Like, what if we just brought it old school and these will be the kind of conversations we talk about next tuesday so join us live if you can't join us live we'll have it up right away on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services but it'll be later than usual so be forewarned about that and if that wasn't enough for keeping up and doing crazy stuff february 27th that's a sunday 9 a.m pacific you can catch the next round of the impies the third annual impies yes the awards for media molecules dreams will be up on media molecules twitch and youtube channels it will be live and myself janet and blessing your host for ps i love you xoxo got to be the judges for creation of the year so you need to come see what wins set sunday february 27th 9 a.m pacific media molecules twitch and youtube we'll host it on the kind of funny games one but media molecules where you want to be 
Thanks to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes, Pranksky, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder ND, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart and Green Chef. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start the show with Topic of the Show. Like we said at the top of the show, the review for Horizon Forbidden West is live on the Kind of Funny Games cast channel. So YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, podcast services around the globe. Uh, it's us, all three of us, that, and Barrett too. He's, he's in there doing the same producing role uh, alongside uh, Paris from the X-Cast and, of course, Andy from whatever the fuck it is Andy does here. I don't know. You know what I mean? I think he just streams on his own channel. I don't know if he it's works. Fuck, how, how do you get that? How do you get that gig? I don't even know. Now nice. from the game, the games cast, Andy Cortez. Uh, it is a detailed review where we go through, talk about it, criticize it a lot too, because of course we think it's a great, uh, amazing game, uh, but not perfect. Uh, however, in that one and last week, I told you go ahead and read the reviews. Of course, we're recording this on February fourteenth. Happy Valentine's Day, but more importantly, Happy Horizon Forbidden West review embargo day. So of course, reviews are everywhere. Everything's been popping off this morning. It was a Metacritic of an eighty. I haven't checked in this afternoon. Still sitting there at an 89 for Horizon Forbidden West. And so I told you, kind of funny best friends, to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give us your questions so we could just spend an afternoon here talking about Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, if you watch the spoiler, or I'm sorry, if you watch the review, you know it was spoiler free. That will be the same here. Obviously, we're giving you information, but we won't be going into story things, character beats, stuff like that. We will be doing a spoiler cast. And Janet Blessing, I haven't looked at the calendar, but I would figure next week's the Vita thing, plus it comes out on the 18th, so we're not asking people to put a pedal to the metal. Maybe the week after that, we do the spoiler cast, so not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, and that sounds good. Everybody yeah, listening. Up. Yeah. yeah, something like that. We haven't looked ahead. I haven't looked ahead, I should say, to see make sure we're not missing any embargoes or anything that'll be coming out around then. I know Elden Ring, obviously, is all over the place, but that'll be a Gamescast thing. I feel like we should be clear for a PlayStation conversation there, but we'll see. Everybody put that note in your head and think about it there. Uh, so... I want to jump in here and I want to talk about it, right? And talk about Horizon, go through all your questions. But where I want to start is after our review, we obviously we finally all got to talk to each other yesterday, uh, Sunday for the Gamescast. I don't know how what you guys did. What I did was go play more Horizon, <laughs> Forbidden West. And then, of course, read through and watch videos today of the other people reviewing it and obviously them being in the same uh, line as the majority of us. If you missed the review, uh, we all gave it five out of five. Amazing, except for Andy, who said it was a four out of five. Great. And... Going back to the game today, especially after getting feedback from kind of funny best friends who were like, man, it seems like you guys were really critical of it. You know, you, you talk about liking it, but you talk a lot about the things you didn't like because we do say it's not perfect and we do have a bunch of criticisms for it. You know, picking up the sticks today, especially and going and running side missions and playing it. It's one of those things where I'm like, fuck, is this game good? I love this game so goddamn much. And I'm not at all trying to kiss ass on the thing or whatever uh, you know I, it's more the fact that if what i was reviewing and how we were reviewing it if it got lost that the game is amazing that we think it's so great i'm sorry about that because we did it a disservice because running side missions today janet it was that thing of oh this is going to be an easy side mission and before you know it it's 30 minutes later and i've exhausted all of my resources and all my things but i'm standing in front of a down dreadwing and i did it you know what i mean it was the first dreadwing i'd run into apex i took it out and I felt accomplished and great. And that is something I think we talk about in the review, obviously, of like, hey, the gameplay is still great. Hey, the enemies are still amazing, yada, yada, yada. But then we do get into the nitty-gritty things, granular, which was the keyword of yesterday, right? Because I think with all the things we love, we want to criticize, and especially when you're finally talking about it. But I, I wanted to too, start at the top and talk about how much I fucking love the game. Yeah, I think, too, to add on to that, like it's something that I, I've 
posted somewhere might have been youtube replies on twitter just everywhere but like one challenge and obviously the onus is still on us to try to convey you know that love and passion that we do have for the game and we think it's amazing and we think it's great to really speak to the things that made it that way and I, and I do think we were like pretty successful in that um but i think one of the challenges that is always the case especially with a game like this that is so story heavy is i'm like well yeah. i'd love to tell you but i cannot and even to a degree like some of the moments that happened i'm like if i describe to you this moment that i think was like wow like my mind was just blown looking at this scene with this like item like i don't yeah. really want to ruin that for you because i want you to be able to have that experience so um it's always challenging to talk around that and i think especially with something that's so narrative um that we don't want to spoil it it can be hard to get really specific while with something like the the intricacies of the fast travel system i'm like okay well you know this like in 10 seconds into the game so it's something that's a little bit easier to to discuss in depth and that's the thing why I'm excited for the spoiler cast, I think, is the fact that, you know, I didn't realize this till today talking to PlayStation about something completely different where I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to put up this image. Oh, I put up an image, uh, Barrett, if you can go to my Twitter, of, uh, you know, the first game Benjamin ever got to actually watch off screen me play was, in fact, uh, Horizon. But in the lower corner, and don't zoom in on it, Barrett, there's something that I think is a spoiler. And I was like, oh, while I was talking to PlayStation, I asked them, can I put this up? And then I was like, oh, you know what? Don't even bother. That thing's there. And they're like, oh, no, you're allowed to talk about that. Like, we gave b barrett told me later they gave us b-roll of it and they were like we think it's a pretty you know yeah i almost uh, used that b-roll yesterday they're like we think it's a pretty you know important part of the thing and i was like oh that's interesting for me in my review i think it's a spoiler because that moment was so great and so you can show it barrett i was just if you don't want to know anything about it, it don't zoom in on, yeah that's okay. the one don't zoom out of the very very lower corner there and even then you wouldn't know exactly what it's talking about because it's just an icon but I was like, oh, that's something I would never want to talk about. I would never want to say because for me, when that moment comes around in game, I was like, oh, here we fucking yeah, go. I saw I saw somebody on Twitter actually tweet out um, a picture of that moment you're talking about. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, I didn't I didn't think of that as something that I would want to talk about either because I saw it as the same thing of. Uh, when you're talking about this game and you're talking about moments, I think that is one thing that shines. That is something we can't necessarily talk about in reviews because we don't want to spoil anything for you, right? Like we don't want to talk about the things that made us pop or the things that made us, um, uh, the, the things that blew us away in the story. And I think that's one of the cool things about this game is that this game both has like story moments that made me go, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. Story, some story moments that made me go, okay, I don't know how I feel about that. But like yep. both in a good and bad way in terms of like, I think they went for it. Uh, in terms of story and like in some places i think they really did succeed um and in some places i wish uh they could do better and we'll talk about that stuff in in the spoilers but then also i think there are are mechanical surprises and like you know world surprises where it is me coming across a settlement and me going oh snap like this is a really cool settlement i can't wait yeah. for people to, people to get here to experience what this is uh but then yeah also things like certain machines that you come across and like you know st st stuff that has to do more with the experience of exploring the open world and discovery that i think really does make the game as good as it is yeah it's one of the things you know paris talked about in the review right is that the, for him the star is the sandbox and i think it actually plays into the first question i want to bring out for uh, our horizon faq here andy reynolds writes in to the one the only patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says listen to the games cast review and several other outlets it's fairly obvious that horizon forbidden west is a great game but is massive do you think that your opinion would change if you didn't have to rush through it dropping the difficulty and mainlining the story makes it sound like you wanted to beat it more than you wanted to play it this is nothing nothing against the review but just feels like these big games dropping with not enough time for you to enjoy them uh, it's hard to gauge how a normal player like myself would feel again this isn't just gamescast but several other outlets too Andy reynolds so i'm some, i'm somebody who i i uh, started the game pretty early because i anticipated elden ring could 
come in at any moment. And, uh, uh, you know, for the record, I can say this. I don't have L- 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 yet. <laughs> Still anticipating that moment. <laughs> Still anticipating Elden Ring. But, like, I beat Horizon, like, legitimately uh, a week ago. Like, maybe a week and a day ago, honestly. Uh, but I started early so that I could ha- I could have the time to take my time. And I'm somebody yeah. who I played the whole game on normal. Uh, you know, did not uh, feel the need to, like, change my difficulty or whatever. Because I felt like I was go- get going at a good pace. And I was playing the game the way that I would play any game. Even if I wasn't playing it for review. Which is, for me, I am mostly a mainline kind of person even in open world games it takes a really 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 good open world to make me want to explore and veer off the story and i think horizon made me do that enough to where i felt the open world was good like i'd, I'd probably say that um in terms of the time split i was probably 30 percent doing non-main quest stuff which is high for me because i really do like to just mainline and go on to the next thing um and so like i felt like i had the time to breathe i felt like i had the time to explore i felt like i had the time to play as i go and with that you know i came out of it really loving it and i think the game is designed in a way where even if you're playing and mainlining it i think you're still going to enjoy it for the content there i still wonder how people will uh beat it in terms of the level gating because it is a thing of to do the next mission i had to be or not that you have to be but the game suggests that you be level 27 because it's a level 27 mission and if you're 25 i don't know how that goes maybe you guys can answer better than me but for me i was usually over leveled because i found enjoyment in like going and finding ways to level up because the game just has a really good gameplay loop for that um and so for the way i played like i really enjoyed it and i don't think it would have been changed if i if i played a different way yeah, this question is one that like I'm really excited to dig into a little bit because I think I see it come up a lot of times, um, especially for open world games, sometimes for other games as well, um, with this idea of like needing to like do more. And I, I'm I'm with Bless where a lot of times I'll just mainline anyway. Like I've growing up, I was just a mainline player, and I think that is the most standard way to play, which is usually like my preferred review method is whatever's I think people are gonna be doing. Um, but the other element of this too is like you know, maybe it's hard for, and this is in no shade to like Andy for writing in, because I think it, a lot of people have this question on their mind, but maybe you can't imagine doing it because you don't do it. Like I've been reviewing games for like seven years and playing them my whole life. Like I'm part of being able to like review and, and critique is being able to do things at a, in a different level and a different style than like the average player. And like, you can argue that oh, that's sometimes it's not like the it's not the true review because not what a regular gamer would do. But I'm like, well, a regular gamer, it, once, once you start reviewing, you're not that anymore. You know, you're a reviewer, even if you're doing a, a casual YouTube thing or something. So like I played this game quickly. I've played most games quickly. I beat like 50 games. Like some, some people have a natural like cadence of playing stuff fast or playing stuff slower. Like we all play differently, but I feel like and I like this question couches it as, hey, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just kind of asking sure. because, yeah, I mean, a lot of that, that is the nature of the industry. And I, I would love to have more time with stuff. I think there's value in having more time, both from spending more time with the game to also having a healthier work-life balance. Like I would love to have games for months, even if they, what, regardless of the size, but that's not really realistic given uh, the cadence of how the industry moves. And then also behind the scenes, like them just having the game completely done and perfect and sitting on their hands for like two months. Like I don't necessarily expect that from the developers either. Um, you know, I appreciate as much time as I'm able to get with it, but yeah, like I, I also beeline through a lot of stuff, but I I really don't think it changes my perspective at all. And, and I tweeted about this, but back when I did guides, a lot of people would say, oh, I think you are so critical of these games because the guide made you hate them. I'm like, I haven't written guides for a year and I still am the same kind of critical as I've been. Like, I, I, I don't think it's, 
I can understand why people would have a hard time understanding how it doesn't impact us, but I'm like, this is like how I do coverage. I also like react to stuff really quickly. Like it's kind of a fast paced thing and, and playing games for coverage is inherently different than not, but that doesn't mean that the perspective is totally warped just because it is in this different context. I, I think it's worth noting too that, you know, the people in the general audience play games in a bunch of different ways as well, right? Where uh, like many people might ask the question of, oh, if you played this game in a week or if you played this game in a week and a half, like how does that affect your view of the game? But there's a lot of people out there that as soon as Horizon comes out, they're going to play that game in a week or they're going to play that yes. game in a week and a half and have like mean, the exact same experience as us. And then there's also going to be plenty of other people that play the game over the span of a month or months. And I think that's mm -hmm. the beauty of having multiple people on our team review where it is you have you have. Andy, who, who uh, uh, wanted to, to to get through the game a bit faster and played the whole game on easy because he enjoyed the game more that way, right? You have me, who like I started early and just like lived in the game and played on normal, right? And you have I think a good a good uh, picking of different types of experiences between me, Janet, Greg, Andy, and Paris that you had to pull from. That you know I think we have I I, I think it's a good range of opinions and views that'll really like that that'll allow you to like pick one or pick multiple that you feel like you vibe with in terms of the kind of experience that you have with games. And I think that's the whole point we've talked about before, right? Where, you know, for me doing this for so long, you know how I feel about open world games that I fucking adore them and love them and play them a very, and play them in, in a perfect world, we'll play them a very specific way. But whenever you hear me review uh, open world game, whether it's Dying Light 2, whether in like um, Reach Backwards, right? Where I guess really Odyssey, I guess, like you're talking about me playing an open world game and fighting my urge to play it as an open world game. Like there's a reason I haven't beat Valhalla. It's because I play Valhalla like I play an open world game, which is like, okay, cool. I just want to go fucking do this today and do that today. And not, I don't care. Maybe I'll get to the story. Maybe I won't. And it's not an issue for me to go play that way. Whereas something like, yeah, Horizon Review. I, and I'm, I'm very much, and this is, you know, I, the beholder, your mileage will vary for everybody. I am not one of these people to review a game you have to have beaten the game. Or you have to reroll the credits. I think that your, your review of your three hours or where you dropped out is totally valid and fair and sh especially for what kind of funny does should be shared that way of course with the context of i dropped out after three hours i did not like xyz and blah blah because when i say that blessing says that barrett says that not janet no when janet says that when anyone says it right you've been around usually long enough to know oh well i know that i'm in line with what janet says i agree with her on x y and z and barrett likes these kind of games and i traditionally don't or he said he liked this about a certain game that i definitely didn't like that about you were able to piece your opinion together and do that and so i think What's been fascinating with this one is I think it's the fact that we were critical of it, of a game we obviously love and said that, but it's also the fact that it was the debut of the review scale. And so it was a game where we're talking about a five-point scale and we gave it the highest possible score and then sat, did sit there and be like, well, this ain't great and underwater ain't great. And yet people are like, but you gave it a five. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're hung up on the number. We're hung up on the word. The game is amazing. And I think that, you know, this is still Welcome very much to kind of reviews. I know, people right? This think is, it's, and it's people something will never think there's always gonna be people that are gonna think it's not the right alignment. Like that's just how it is. But you know, I think I mean to your point, hopefully like the the content actually comes through of what we're talking about. Because that's all that really matters anyway. I think if I if I say a game is amazing and I, I'm describing something and you're like, I hate how this sounds, it's not something I want to spend my time in, that's also a value. Like I'm not I don't think any of us are out here necessarily trying to convince every single person listening that this is something that you specifically need to play. It's something that we recommend that we think should be played, whether or not it's for you. Like, I don't know who you, who's listening out there and you have to kind of take in those considerations to yourself. And that's kind of the whole point of the conversation, why it's not just a tweet of a number.
And I think it's also the nature of us having a conversation as opposed to it being a written review where like when I wrote my TikTok review, right, it's like a minute, it's a minute long script. And I have all of my like critiques pretty much in the bottom paragraph of like, hey, by the way, you know, one, two and three, bugs three and four in. thing are like, you know, bugs, open world jank and some of the characters and story moments didn't sit well with me. Like it was pretty quick because those did pale in comparison to the things I did love about the game. But when you're having a conversation, like this happened with our seafood review too, where I think the, the first sentence I said was, this is a game of the year contender. And then the first 60% of the review is us like getting into it, talking about critiques, talking about things the game could have done better. And I think one, that's the nature of conversation, but then also that's just the nature of different viewpoints and like how when we're actually talking about a thing, we get to get deeper into it, especially for Horizon Forbidden West, which is a sequel to a game that we've- You knew. You, you know, <laughs> right? Like we've already praised all the things about horizon zero dawn and guess what horizon Forbidden west does a lot of those same things well and so like it's hard to really say oh yeah horizon Forbidden west has a beautiful open world horizon Forbidden west has great characters and aloy and silence and others like horizon Forbidden west you know has cool combat where you can uh, fight robots and bows and arrows it's like you and i also think stuff. you know to a point uh, that as you're saying is a known quantity because of the games that became before it, but also watching it in practice and seeing what they had done. Right. I think it was the more questions of how does fast travel work? You know what I mean? Like what does underwater work stuff feel like? I think that was the, those are the unknowns of horizon in so many different ways that we were allowed to talk about. Again, I think the story has a lot of twists, a lot of turns, a lot of really, I, 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 somebody wrote in and then let me see if I can do it real quick that I, I don't, I think they're pulling mainly from Andy, but talking about how, yeah, here it is. Uh, Anakin, JMT said, uh, one thing I noted in your review is how the story didn't seem to really grab people, especially Andy. Do you think this is part? This is in part because the story of Zero Dawn was uh, learning about the lore of what happened to humanity, learning where you were, when you were, learning uh, something Blessings talked about, right? We had so much mystery there, right? Uh, whereas uh, Forbidden West doesn't have those giant questions. Or is it just the story isn't a particularly gripping one? I, I love the story of this game. Like, I think that there are, Parts of it, I, I think the ending is way too ab abrupt of just like, well, this is also a problem. You're like, oh, fuck, that's weird. But the whole ride of it and doing it and what Aloy's up to in the game, I think is awesome. I was grabbed by the story. I personally think uh, this is a better story than Horizon for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn in the way that Horizon Zero Dawn is all about, I, we talk about journey versus destination a lot when we talk about video games. Horizon Zero Dawn's story was interesting because it was asking questions, then answering them right away and building to the big reveal answer of the, the drum roll. You know, you're in America. This is what happened. This is Elizabeth or Elizabeth Sobek, right? This is where it all went wrong. Yada, yada, yada. Getting to having that one mission that was like, let's listen to 19 audio logs as we walk around this place and really understand what's happening. I think Horizon Forbidden West is a much more beat by beat this is what's happening. This is what this character needs from you. This is where you're and like, I like this storytelling better. I think in, you know, we, it's funny doing the, you know, re-review of uh, Zero Dawn. It was this whole thing of, I had to go watch a bunch of different things and understand where we were. And I was like, all right, I remember Zero Dawn. Blah, blah, blah. I think that in five years, seven years, whatever, you're going to ask me about Forbidden West story. And I'm going to be much easier to be like, oh, well, yep. this is what was happening. And this is why she did this. And this is where we were going yes. with it. Yeah, I think you see the ramifications of Zero Dawn's story in Forbidden West, and like I think it's way more interesting in Forbidden West. I also would say Forbidden West story is better than Horizon Zero Dawn's story. I for me, it is very specific, like some main quest moments in some characters that like I wish were more fleshed out and well done. But also, like when I say that, right? Like, I can't probably, wait like, to talk about the main quest moment because it's yeah. the same main quest moment I slacked you about, and then we talked about, it, and then it's the same main quest moment Janet texted me about, and it's that thing of I think. 
I know, bless, I'm not sure your, Janet's new thought on it now, but I know at the time, bless, you were like, I don't feel this. I didn't like this. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I like it's a weird thing for what the moment is, but yeah. I'm like, it got me. It got me. And I, it was That's one of those shit, things like, fuck, I care about this. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I can't wait to talk about it too. But yeah, like I, those are just moments for me, right? Where when you're talking about the narrative as a whole, you're talking about a, again, like a 30 hour main quest, right? Maybe like 25 hours. Um, you're talking about a bunch of side quests. You're talking about a bunch, you're talking about a big open world. And the, the game is so much more than those few story moments that like didn't hit for me, right? Sure, like I think there's sure. so much there that is interesting and that capitalizes on the story elements that Horizon Zero Dawn sets up that for me made this game like leagues, uh, leagues ahead of what Horizon Zero Dawn did narrative wise. Janet, you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, um, again, there's some interesting choices made that I, that I am excited to talk about when we eventually do a spoiler cast. But even that aside, I just think there's more standout things to reflect on. Like, mm. and granted, I just played, even though I played Horizon and beat Horizon this year, like only a few weeks ago. But, and this one's inherently fresher because it came out like after the fact. But like, I feel like I'm going to have more, there are more things I can point to that are intriguing both um, from like a story standpoint to like a mechanical battle standpoint mm-hmm. that I feel mm-hmm. like are just so much more poignant. Um, I think another thing too, like this is kind of getting away from story, so I won't talk too much about it. But one thing that I thought this game did better than Zero Dawn did is one of, some of my favorite parts of Zero Dawn are when they shook things up. Like the core of both games is still we're hunting we're shooting arrows sometimes it's animals sometimes people sometimes it's machines and that is still very much the base but i feel like there's a lot more like good side dishes mechanically in this game and both like narratively by extension where it's not just the cauldrons it's like the the way they do the ruins it's the way they use like the tools that you get to like put an extra little twist on the exploration that you did it's the way that like metal flowers are here but they're different now something's going on you need you know it's those little parts that make it feel like this is akin to what Aloy's journey is supposed to be in this game which is she's venturing out to somewhere that she hasn't been before but it's like it's a different like completely different area it's in the same general map like if you just keep walking west like you're you'll get to this area so it has that it, it feels true to that and I think that's a real big strength because like I think oftentimes when sequels show up, there's always that question of, you know, why do we need this? What is it adding? Like, what kind of story are we building? How is it? I want it the same, but it can't just be the same. It has to be more, but not too much different. Like, it's so hard to land a sequel well. That's why, you know, they often talk of the sophomore slump or sure. like, you know, what what's a sequel that's actually better than the original? People talk about that as a rarity. And I do think it's hard to find that charm and that impact. And I think this accomplished that. And I think that alone is a really big feat when the first game was already very good. Like even outside of, you know, the conversations we've had praising the game critically, like it is a, it is known as a good game, like as a, you know, nine out of 10, some places gave it a 10 out of 10. Like that is a very like critically acclaimed game. So for them to push it even more and create something equal, if not better, I think most people would say it's better is highly impressive and and can't be praised enough. One thing I, I want to bring up, too, in terms of story, one thing we did talk about during the review um, that I think might feed into what Anakin is getting at in terms of the story not necessarily grabbing people as much is more so, I think, what the game is as an action RPG. And it's not it's not an RPG-ass RPG. You know, it is not The Witcher 3, even though it has what I'd say are Witcher 3 influences, right? I think the world goes for it in terms of building a bigger uh, a bigger world that is explorable where you are helping people and doing all the stuff like you would in The Witcher. But 
uh, one of the one of the things we talked about was side quests, and you know the side quests in this game don't grab me as much as side quests in The Witcher mm. Three or something like Fallout, and that I think is because of the kind of story they're 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 doing here and the kind of character that Aloy is. Like Aloy is a character that I really like. Aloy isn't necessarily a character that I love from a oh man, Aloy is like one of my top five characters of video games of all time. You know, she's very much. I think I made it clear in the, in the bracket. Yes. I made it clear in the in the bracket. Uh, I mean, and and I think I said this in the review that like Aloy is very much like you know neutral good or lawful good in the way that there's not really choice, there's not really a moral conflict in like the 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 things you're doing right, and like I think that's just inherent to the type of game that Horizon Forbidden West is, which isn't a which isn't the type of rpg that's going to necessarily speak to everybody i like having the moral conflict i like being like are we going to let this person live or die well they you know they they burnt a city down well but like it, it's morally wrong to kill them so you not now you got to figure out what that is right i i like that those types of moments in rpgs and i like characters that are more conflicted aloy is in this game and aloy in the horizon generally right isn't really like she's not doing bad shit like i don't i don't know if she's done a bad thing in her life <laughs> honestly I will like say- I will say, though, to push against that just a little bit, because I agree, like, and I've, you know, texted you about the ways that I very much agree that Aloy's too good to be, like, that interesting. Yes, like, she's, like, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't know if I want to say, like, the joke that I I told you in relation to, like, how I perceive Aloy, but she's very much... You gotta do it now. You gotta do it now. Okay, Aloy would be the kind of person... The comment I made, (laughs) and there's some, like, worker stuff with the Asperm camp early on, but I'm like, Aloy's the type to be, like, what if we didn't need a union to solve this? What if we found a different conflict resolution? Like, and by that, I mean, you know, all of those intricacies aside, she's the kind of person that wants to please both sides. Like, she just wants to help people and, like, do good and be for the world. And, and while I think those are great qualities to have, and obviously God. she's a hero, I'm not asking her to, you know, start murdering everybody, but it doesn't allow for a lot of layers and angles you know there's no edge to her however the yes. one place where i will push back on on, on. The right there of, like, i just want to chime in i want to ch- mm-hmm. just chime in of like how much i fucking want to talk about this game in the story <laughs> of this game because they like they, it, it tries to address this i feel in the story and i don't buy it and you know in a, but that's mm-hmm. i would have to get into a whole bunch of spoiler stuff mm-hmm. of what was said and done in the game but i don't i can't do that so i'm sorry back to you no for sure I, no i'm excited to like once we can get the gloves off and really talk about it but the one thing that I think they add or flesh out to her, because they kind of did build, establish this a bit in the first game, um, is her like relationship with other people and on a more interpersonal level and how she's very like distant, like, oh, I'm too busy saving the world to like be okay with you next to me or like to be okay with whatever, or like to embrace this friendship or to reflect on the loss that I have had. Um, and I feel like part of this game is, you know, to mix success i think they're trying to kind of break her out of that and get her get her to kind of explore that i I do think that i would have liked to see more moments of reflection and pain and humanity Mm -hmm. from her in that Mm -hmm. regard Mm -hmm. but i think this did start to open up where and that's why like a lot of and a lot of this isn't the the trailer footage and it's kind of implied by the way that last game ends like there are more like of a main cast around her while the first game was very much like this is Aloy and like sure you had silence but like silence was kind of mystery bluetooth friend for a long time anyway so he was sort of in the background there's a little bit more going on with like the the major players that you see here um that sort of is also representative of her slowly kind of allowing this to not just just be her saving the world and what other ways can like we flesh that out like in terms of how the the quests are structured or in terms of like the dialogue between the characters again she doesn't fully end up really 
I feel like she doesn't open up fully, but she does have a little bit of that See, happening and of that growth. And yeah. I think that adds some dynamics to her. I, I Maybe not enough, but a little bit. They for sure, I think, try a little bit to uh, to give her more interesting things to work with, to like give her character more angles to work, to work off of, and like you know figure out what. But I wish they'd commit to it more. You know, yes. I just don't feel like they commit to it more. And like in the chat, uh, Dragon Blast eight seven nine eight goes, Aloy is like Superman. And what I would say is, Aloy is like the Superman everyone loves to hate. Not the Superman yes. I know where the, the Kents and did this and that's Clark's backbone and yada, yada, yada. Aloy very much is. I'm doing good because it's good to do good. And I'm, you know, but why? Like, what is going on? Like, what? Like, we don't get exactly everything we're just saying. We can't get into without spoiling, especially a but bunch to, of the relationships in this game. But yeah. To round, to round out the thought I, I, I was building up to here, right? Like, I think that is the big thing that I think uh andy was getting at also talking about it yesterday and uh, part, part of the conversation we we're having and early on once i just accepted that to be the case once i just accepted that all right this aloy is not an aloy that i have agency over in terms of making choices and decisions in the narrative right i'm aloy is fully gorilla games character and a character sure. that they're telling me sure. her story i'm gonna let myself sit back and enjoy it and once i once i once i let that happen i re, i I really do think the side quests are very solid, like especially in terms They're of awesome. des game design, in terms of like the to to play right and like the characters they introduce and the um like the the quality of the cinematics. Like these are great <laughs> great side quests and great and great main quests too, right? But I think if uh, I guess preferentially, if that's a word that I didn't make up, I understand why somebody real. would come. It sounds real, right? Real enough. I, we made it. It works. I understand why somebody would come into this and go, oh, man, but like this isn't The Witcher or The Fallout. And that's basically because it isn't, right? And I think Jay, that what is something that I prefer to. I think, you know, and this is also, this is like bringing back like old beefs, but that was my beef with like, because I, I feel like you were fighting for Spider-Man in the character bracket. I have the same kind of issues with Spider-Man where, and granted, I know people are going to say, how that's how Spider-Man is, though it's based on the, well, like, I get that. I get, like, it's an established character, so they're not going to, though also, again, to push back on that, like, we've seen many iterations of Batman that are varying degrees of interesting, so I don't think having an established character means that you can't give your own more interesting take on the character. That's kind of my Wait, are you saying we don't have varying like, uh, depictions of Spider-Man that are interesting? It's not that Spider-Man as a character, he's, you know, like, like spider cop like yeah like he's he's very like i'm trying to do good and i'm naive that's kind of his character though and i get that so i i kind of want to put spider-man in a bucket because he's such an established ip that's a bit of a different bag but that's sort of my beef with him in terms of being a character and why i wasn't a big fan of him for the bracket because i'm like well he's just not he doesn't have that edge to him and, the, and funny enough though i will say that i don't think you need he's funny he has jokes yeah like, he has a different I, i'll give you that like he has more personality but he doesn't mm. have edge you know um and you don't need one or the other you can have a combination i do think though i want to make it clear that i don't think you need to add decisions to make aloy interesting because sure. i didn't make any choices in the last of us and i thought all those characters in both one and two were interesting yeah and you like, need to add conflict right you yes. need, we need to see aloy grind so up against can't handle stuff. the conflict which we saw with last of us two and why people push back on the narrative but it was still it was saying something it was doing something it was it was spicy like it was interesting it's the same reason why people praise god of war 2018 over the old school ones because in the old school ones kratos is a mad guy who kills people and has sex for orbs like that's what i knew of kratos and i still yeah, had a good good time with those games because it was fun ripping people's heads yeah. off in that era but, but like I, seeing him in 2018 it's like oh this is there's so much more here and like anyway we, but we gotta stop. yeah we gotta stop because just put a whole pin in it for the spoiler cast because like it is they give these things in story beats in this game that is exactly what you're talking about. There should be a conflict. We should see Aloy struggle with this information, and you don't get that. You don't get that. And so, 
again, that's, I guess, to what you're talking about, Blessing. Mm-hmm. That's our problem with the character of Aloy. Also whereas the, the story dope. she's involved in, I think, is great. Yes. And I think is in the side quest stories, like the, to the original question, the one we've gotten through here on the FAQ, right? Of like, do you think that your opinion would change if you didn't have to rush through it? I think my opinion of the game would only get higher. I would only, I, I am going to be, I'm going to Platinum Horizon uh, Forbidden West. I'm going to put another 20 hours into Horizon Forbidden West, if not more. And just today in like the, I don't know, three or four side missions I've done what in between shows or whatever, it's like, Oh my God, this is so clever. Oh my God, this is great. Oh my God, what a great moment that this other character is having with me and this thing we're going on to, right? And how unexpected it is. And it's back to what Paris was talking about of like cinematography and the way they put these things together and the way they evolve. It is unexpected on both, I think, sometimes the story level, and I don't want to get into the one that I'm talking about, but then also the stuff of like the battles I'm getting into and how much fun it is to just fight these machines and then have new mix-ups of the machines to go after. I digress. That's why, again, like, you know, it's an amazing game. And I think you, again, for people who play games for a living and critique games, you can say that. And, you know, we, yeah, we, I rushed through it to get to the end to make sure I rolled credits and stuff. And it, I could have sat there and I could have done it the way I want to and not have beaten this until, you know, June. <laughs> and, and it would have been, that's a valid well, review, no, but that's not what ends. I wanted to give. I wanted to know where the story was going because I think it's such a narrative game. But I right, can, I, can I bring in a question? Please do. I like this question from, from Robert that I kind of want to talk about. Uh, hey, hey, PS, love you, crew. Hope you're doing well. How do the different weapons feel in Horizon Forbidden West? Are they all useful and distinct from one another? Is using a bow and arrow with the DualSense controller everything PlayStation said it would be? <laughs> I wanted to bring this up because this is one of my favorite parts of the game that I was not expecting to be one of my favorite parts of the game. Because, like, the combat in Horizon Zero Dawn, I probably said it, like, a billion times on content um, uh, within the last few years of me being kind of funny. But, like, Horizon Zero Dawn's combat never clicked with me like i always appreciated it conceptually i always thought it was a good idea and i never understood why uh have uh, playing with a bow and arrow and fighting against machine robots just never felt all the way fun um and like i think part of it for me was like i didn't like doing the chip damage i didn't like how long it took me for, for me to to take down robots i never really that's never really how i felt like a bow and arrow should be used i guess because like i'm so used to playing hanzo on overwatch where it is i'm getting a headshot and i'm headshotting people one after one after the other right or i'm playing pretty much any other game with a bow and arrow and i'm getting a headshot and they're going down that never felt right i guess with like how much damage i felt like i had to put into a machine Horizon Forbidden West, I don't know what it is, but I fucking, I'm in love with this combat system. So much so that, like, I'm going back and I'm just, I'm looking for activities that just are pure combat in Horizon Forbidden West just so I can fight these things. And uh, it goes uh, back to, like, what me and Paris, I think we're talking about in the review and in our uh, KFGD uh, today. But it is, like, part of it being that Horizon Forbidden West isn't a them redefining horizon zero dawn by any means it's not them redefining the gameplay or re uh redoing or remaking anything it is them refining it and them like Mm. really figuring out what makes that combat seeing and polishing it and and i think it's so much better in execution where like the 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 slate of weapons that i had toward the end of the game when i when i bring bring up the weapon wheel which i think holds more weapons than uh was in the previous game because when i booted up horizon for horizon zero dawn during the reveal i was like oh shit i'm only carrying four weapons whereas in horizon Forbidden west i probably had like what eight or something like that um but then you they break it down by like you know the different ammo types and stuff like that too yeah. so like right now my weapon wheel is ridiculous with all these things i've spread out across it yeah and it's so awesome because yeah i have like my regular bow and arrow i have another bow and arrow that like is lightning focused i have like um the slingshot that has like adhesive to it right and also some other elements to it as well and 
coming com coming into any combat sequence for me in this game feels so different from any other one where i'll come in see whatever makeup of machines scan it hit the um menu button to bring up like a menu that'll like a pause menu essentially that'll give you the whole breakdown of a machine and i'm like okay this guy's weak to purge water and fire but it's strong against poison and another thing uh all right like let me look at all the components all right cool now i'm gonna hit get out of the menu and i'm gonna switch to whatever weapon i have yep. and the journey to one like even before even having those weapons right the journey to getting those weapons and me being like halfway through the game being like all right, I need a fucking arsenal because I am I I am not I all I have is a is a bow and arrow and like my um uh I'm gonna call it a lobber even though I know that's not what it's called like the machine gun weapon a lobber is something different yeah like that one that shoots a bunch of arrows yeah 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 the blast uh, gun or something you use that I use it the bolt blaster yeah bolt blaster, it's good for yeah. tearing machine parts off like I used it a bit in the first game but not as much. I used it for around. a bit because it had the right elements that I needed. Um, mm -hmm. actually, nice. I actually don't love using it just by itself just because it's kind of hard to use. You got to reload it, and there's a whole thing there. But, you know, like, I, I had just, like, those couple of weapons, and I was like, I need more. And so, like, I made a day just to explore and find weapons and all that shit. But then, like, after I did that and got into combat sequences, it is such a satisfying loop of, like, dissecting, your, dissecting the, oh, yeah. the machines, going for the components, like having it hit the right moment where it's like i'm fight i'm fighting whatever machine they do like the thing where they um they lift up because they want to like come down on you and then as they're as they're lifting up right you aim for their chest and explode them from the inside so satisfying and yeah the combat in this game i would say is way better and way more fun than in the first yeah game. well yeah i see i'm with how the different weapons feel from the live chat i want to bring in omega-3 who wrote uh, do you have to use alt weapons to really succeed in zero dawn you can easily clear everything with the bows and the tripcaster i played or tried to, I guess, play most of the game like I played Zero Dawn, which was I have these two great bows or whatever and maybe a tripcaster, but I have these two main weapons that I'm going to use and I'm just going to own everybody with, right? And that was buying other bows for me in this game that had the different elements attached to them so that if I ran into an acid person or I ran into a fire person, I had a bow that could do it and then I have the one bow that like does the most damage, right? So I'm just really laying on when they're being affected by it. Late, later in the game... I got into, all right, cool. Again, the game puts limitations on your resources, not in terms of you collecting, but in terms of what you can have. So I'm getting into these grueling battles that are awesome. And I say grueling, but like, you know, they're just pushing me. They're testing my medals. I tweeted before the show, right? And getting down to, all right, cool. I have to switch over. I'm looking over to see all the official names. I'm going to use the Shredder Gauntlet for the first time which is this thing that like, cause it has electrical damage. I don't have anything else on me right now with ammo that has electrical damage and doing that and be like, Oh my God, this weapon's fucking awesome. Is it like, you know, ping pong balls around them. I could and not takes get off. that shredder to work. <laughs> oh really? I love it's it. It's to catch it back. That no, was the thing that was tripped me yeah, up. Uh, and I, but I like that element too, of seeing even just new weapons, because like, I think what I, and I, I'll probably, it'll probably grow on me over time. Like when I have time to do all of the, um, like the the hunter trials essentially which are also you know I, I spent some time in the review talking about the the small things that i didn't vibe with but there's also a lot of small details that i really liked like the hunter's trials now have a breakdown page with tips and they immediately tell you what the actual thing is so that you're not just going in and you slide down that little like rope and i'm like how many okay you want me to get the you know the these canisters but like do you want like two canisters or 200 because that's going to change how i play how this, I out. this so, <laughs> there's a lot of fun little quality of life stuff there um but i liked seeing the new weapons even though i didn't always gravitate to all of them um again sure. shot that random spear i got on that side quest that ended up coming in handy later but i think the variety is really great it was fun seeing new stuff and also 
new takes on returning favorites. Like for me, I, I like the rope caster a lot in the first game. I didn't use it much here, but I was excited to see that. I think one of them either has electrical damage or there might be a variant of the rope caster that can shoot like the, the elemental canisters attached to it. Like I might be kind of conflating those two things, but th those are like some fun little twists on that. I think as far as mm. do you need those weapons? I mean, I think ultimately for this game, like as long as you have something that as long as you're mindful of elemental damage and like, using that to your advantage i don't really think you need anything it can kind of play it however like well, I, I was a I, fan of like the blast sling that was my and thing. that's the thing where i was driving at is like do you have to use the all weapons i think you do it to really succeed and i think if you really wanted to you only like bows i guess you could go and build out an arsenal of only having bows or whatever but for me it is getting it was getting down to these moments and be like fuck all right cool i'll start using the, yeah, the blast sling and be like holy shit i like this blast sling and then that be that be sparking me to go back to the crafting table figure out if I could upgrade it. Okay, I can't go off, you know, and now hunt down what I need to make the blast sling better. I think all not, I wouldn't say all the weapons because clearly there's weapons I'm not using, but all the weapons I really end up using or the weapons I've been put into corners to use, I've enjoyed and I've wanted to add them to my arsenal. I've wanted to sit there and be like, you know what? I want to go make a good one. I think the weapons feel great in the game. Yeah, I think that's my thing is there wasn't one weapon that I thought felt bad. I like yeah. I there was, the one thing I didn't use much was the trip caster, but I think that's more of a me thing than the game thing, right? I think I'm just not that type of player to like be patient. I also just didn't use traps in the games in the game. And like it's funny, I was messaging I think it was Skill Up. I was messaging Skill Up uh, about the game yeah. and he was like, dude, like how did you do the trapping skill tree at all? And I was like, No, I did not put one point because I do not trap in the game. And he was like, dude, it'll change your life. Like it is a it, like almost like a cheat code the way that trapping works. And I was like, oh shit, maybe I'll do it but like for the most part i i liked every weapon and uh it like it, i don't think if it's a thing of like i need to use every weapon it's more so of a thing of like i get to use every weapon because i have i have like this big weapon tree right like the the um whatchamacallit the circle weapon thing that you choose from right i have weapon that wheel. weapon wheel thank you i was like what the fuck is it called i had the weapon wheel that's filled with all these different weapons that i have and you know bouncing back and forth from these different things and having all the resources i need to craft the the the, the ammo that i need for me was super satisfying because it just it made me feel like i was this like I guess the hunter, right? Like I have all this different shit in my arsenal that I can just bust out at any moment. I think too, super fast. Uh, shout out to like the, cause it's a lot of swapping and changing up the slots because there aren't, there still are not loadouts, but I love how they actually let you sort through like type as well. Like you can type, sort through like rarity or whatever but you can also sort through type which is like really key for me because i usually have like one to two bows in my arsenal i like to have one bow that has like is heavier on damage and then one one or two bows that have some level of elemental damage ideally i have in my weapon wheel i like to have at least like one form of each element represented sure. through the weapons uh whether they're you know i prefer like this blast sling i always forget the names or like the arrows if i can um just because they're easier to like land for me and i think they're more effective in my style but i'll kind of like do whatever and you can really break it down in that way and it's so easy to like look at everything you have especially as you start to get a lot um because a lot of horizon one i guess like maybe the ui was dated i played it you know this past this year um and i guess i kind of knew the ui was dated but i didn't really realize how much the UI could be improved until I saw Forbidden yep. West and was like, oh my God, you're telling me I'm not just looking at like these small little icons that don't really mean anything. Like I have like full information laid out for me to like use these tools you're giving me. Like it sounds small, but it really goes a long way when you're putting in like all that time and, and getting to know the arsenal and building it out.
Yeah, when I booted up uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, during the review yesterday to like figure out if we could fast travel through the campfires or whatever, like that was the first thing I noticed. I noticed the UI and I was like, oh, <laughs> I did not. Oh, yeah. like, it, it's <laughs> that, funny because it didn't look bad at the time at all. But like when I yep. the the updated uh, Horizon Forbidden West UI, I think is just so good and way more sleek. That that like, was the thing I, I was, was I was like, joking oh, about in the re-review, right? Where I went back to it, I was like, oof, I forgot about this thing, and I hope this is one of the things they go through, right? And change. Uh, we're talking about skill trees. I, I want to bring in uh, Daisy, who wrote into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and said, "Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, what do you wish you knew about Horizon Forbidden West and its mechanics before starting the game?" And then a question I've seen go through the live chat a couple of different times. I think ties in where I'll take it. it I'll, I'll go with uh, uh, Tacky B, who says, "Can you eventually fill out the skill tree like in Zero Dawn, or do you have to stick to a skill tree?" Uh, the skill points you're getting are, of course, yes, based on leveling up, but also uh, doing side quests. So I haven't done it, but I can't imagine you're going to not be able to fill it all out. Obviously, there's a trophy for leveling up to 50, and then there's just my quest log is jam-packed with things to do right now that'll give me skill points. So I assume you can fill out all the different skill trees the way you'd want to. I've already I filled out takes- all of the Hunter one to its entirety, and a couple of the mm-hmm. other ones have at least partial points. Like, every skill tree I have has at least one point in it, if not more. Most of them have, like, at least five. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to really start to specialize in the Hunter one because that's the thing I'm always doing. Um, and I filled that one out in its entirety. And for, oh, yeah. to, to be honest, I really only... Because some of them I knew I wasn't really going to use. Like, there were some things I was super excited about, like, when they brought back... yeah super light mechanical spoiler. they brought back the um you can load three arrows at a time and i'm like that was one of my favorite things in the first game and i'm like so i'm just gonna stick with that like there were a few that i knew i was gonna use but i just i'm like i just want it all filled out so it can be like nice See, looking just what i what i was doing out. is like if you can throw it back up there because you have such great b-roll here uh when i'm going through the skill tree these are the you know the valor moves we talked about in the review the special things that circular one in the center there i would go through in on many of the skill not many i guess three or four of them here i was going through and i have the valor moves i wanted i know what they are so i wasn't investing the skill points in the rest of them i was just doing the smaller ones which are more passive buffs or you know more damage or more time or you know more concentration more healing not that necessarily the special moves but going through and putting my points in there which is why i'm like janet where i have a hodgepodge of things around but Right, I I'm, I have nine points just sitting. I haven't done anything with, and then my hunter trees filled, and my infiltrator trees filled. Survivor's pretty filled. Warrior and trapper a little bit. None in machine. But again, I think two. You're gonna be able like, to fill it all out. I'm curious as to how like the two of you perceive this, and obviously like I spent the most time with the entirety of the game, like most recently, like of Horizon One. But I personally felt like I was leveling up slash getting skill points a lot faster. I think sure. part of that might just oh, be yeah. because there's more trees, so they're like don't want you sitting there and like grinding for like they were, your whole their life. reward they reward the skill points uh based on like quest completion too as opposed to i forget yeah. i don't in horizon zero dawn i think it was just purely like when you leveled as opposed to like finishing certain tasks uh i think is that combined with like the yeah, you're getting more skill points but then also i think it, it's going to take longer for you to fill the skill tree because there's yes. just way more there which i think is a really good way to do it but and that's why what do i wish i knew about what I wish I knew about Horizon Forbidden West personally is this, is that I don't think it's, I think you're going to get the points fast, so don't hem and haw. If you see something cool and you want to do that, buy it with the points and just go for it. However, Suddy did write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, is it easy to respect the skill tree in Horizon? And are they as liberal with skill points as God of War? Again, I think more liberal. You get points left and right. However, the, to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, there's no way to respect, right? I haven't seen, there's no button to say take all the points back or do anything like that. No, I don't think there's a respec, and I don't think you need it, honestly. Like, they're so they're, I, I, I'm apparently sitting on 33 skill points. I don't know when this happened. I why saw that reaction, and I was like, what the hell? <gasps> I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why 
I, I don't know where I got these from, if I'm being hey, honest. I'm going to spend my nine. Credits. You spend your 33. Having Jesus. already both of you rolled credits, um, what are you looking to spend those points on now at this point, now that you're post-game? Like, post so when I look through the skill trees, right, like I have nothing in Trapper and absolutely nothing in Machine Master. I have Survivor almost completely filled out, Hunter almost completely filled out, and then Warrior almost completely filled out. Honestly, when I look through the rest of, uh, of the, skill, the skills in the skill trees, I'm just like, I don't really need any of this. I feel like I'm 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 pretty good, um, and so yeah, I like, I I I feel like just there's an overabundance, honestly. Like I I I do wish you that got your playstyle. I got my place I got my playstyle now, but I also wish that there was more stuff that I cared about in Trapper and Machine Master. But also, I know Janet cared about more the more in the Trapper skill tree than I did. So maybe it's just yeah, a but, me playstyle. But well, thing. I left I left trapping behind. Like uh, my trapping ways are over because they limit the amount of traps you can put down. If I can't put down fifty traps and not play the game and just let people walk into them, you can keep it. So I really actually didn't use <laughs> trapping too much. Um, I didn't miss it as much as I thought I would because like, and two, they would like snap and, and I, I, I would try to run one. And if it was like over water, it would just like break because it's electrical, which I get from a realism standpoint. But I'm like, look, I'm like in this machine world, like, eh. so I, I just ended up not using them very much, but I didn't miss the uh, trip cast as much as I worried I, I might. Blessing. I'm going to yeah. talk about patreon.com slash kind of funny games, but when we come back, I want to know what you wish you knew about Horizon Forbidden West before you start. Janet, I want to know what you wish you knew. And then, Janet, we got some questions since you are the person who played uh, Zero Dawn from the start, the freshest. However, for now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you could be watching us record the show live right now, just like Cooper Cooper is, Joshy G, and Indy Ronan are. Of course, you could also get the show ad-free. You could get it with the exclusive post show we do. You could write in like so many of you have already and so many more of you will. But for right now, let's focus on those ads. Since you're not on Patreon, patreon.com slash kind of funny games here's a word from our sponsor green chef is the greenest way to get your greens it's the most sustainable meal kit out there offsetting 100 of their plastic packaging in every box and 100 of their carbon footprint and emissions their pre-portioned ingredients mean you reduce your food waste by at least 25 percent compared to boring old grocery shopping green chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with options for every lifestyle like keto and paleo vegan vegetarian fast and fit mediterranean and gluten-free i'm greg miller and i use green chef they just sent me a box the other day we had these uh uh, these uh, uh, Greek pitas. They were delicious. You cut them in half, then you put all the delicious stuff in there, came in a brown bag, you open up the brown bag, take out all these other brown bags, then you recycle it all, then you eat this delicious food. It's great. Why wouldn't you do this? Go to greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and use the code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Think of all the things you could do and all the places you could go if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt. Upstart helps make those dreams a reality by helping you pay off your existing debt quickly with a personal loan. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. 
With a five minute rate check, you can see your rate upfront for your loans between $1,000 and $50,000 and receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kinda funny. That's upstart.com slash kinda funny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kinda funny. Blessing Adioye Jr., the man who did the official kind of funny review for this year, Horizon Forbidden West on TikTok. What do you wish you knew when you started the game? It's a good question because there's not much that comes to mind because I think if you played through Horizon Zero Dawn, you're pretty set to understand what you need to know going into Horizon Forbidden West. You know, like there are things I wish I knew going into Horizon Zero Dawn, honestly, um, that like help, helped uh, immensely going into Forbidden West, like loot everything pretty much. You know, like if you see <laughs> if you see sticks outside, pick up the sticks, like pick up every chest, like pick up everything because you're going to need resources to create arrows and create health. And so like knowing that, uh, already going in was super helpful i guess like be uh, getting into the flow of the game and getting a bit deeper into it where i felt like i didn't really need to, to mainline because I, I was making good progress i wish earlier i would have gave myself the space to breathe and explore the earlier settlements because i didn't start really doing that heavily until maybe like 30 percent into the game and by that point i was already in some some of the um uh settlements deeper into the map i wish that like I would have taken the time in like the first settlement and the second settlement I found to like talk to people and learn machine strike and like do the melee pit and just take in the activities because I think they set up those activities uh, fairly well um, for the most part. For the ones that I fell into, I feel like they set up fairly well. Machine strike, maybe a different thing, but I think narratively and in terms of like the way the game should be experienced, I'd say take your time. You know, don't feel like you need to rush your way through it, especially now for me. I've beaten the game. And in any game, honestly, any open world game, it's always tough for me to go back after I've beaten it. As much as I tell myself I'm going to go back, you know, I beat a game and I'm like, oh, man, I think my story is done. I'm, I am I have gone back quite a bit to Horizon just to clean up the certain things I cared about. But I do wish I let the game uh, uh, breathe more in terms of me, like, really trying to clean a lot of a lot of the stuff up that um, I was even remotely interested in before I, I rolled credits. You know, I think this is a game that's worth taking your time in. Janet, what about you? What did you wish you knew? Uh, there's not too much that comes to mind. Uh, someone did let me know that, and I'll credit later because I'm not sure what the embargoes are for everything, but that you can fast travel to, for, for, this is so dumb, to fast travel for free to like the camps or the base, like the base settlements apparently, like that is free, that is always free, even from not like the fire or something. And then you can like just use no that way. to like jankly ping pong your way back. That's what someone told me. I don't know if I, I didn't that. check it. I didn't check it, but someone told me that. Uh, I'll mention too late. I just don't want to be like, oh, this person writing this thing that isn't bullshit. Is That's that bullshit. Thing? Don't worry. That's really? bullshit. Yeah, is I'm it? right. I'm I'm right now in the Look, open world. I'm clicking on plane song, see. and it's not letting me do it. You, you need a fa- you need a you need a travel pack to fast travel. Really? Okay. I'll. Hmm, I'm gonna ping them back about that. Okay. Other than that, um, I want. I wish I knew that when you see a tall neck and you're like, I don't know how to do this, and then you look at the map and there's a lock on it. That's true. That's sure. just keep going. Just keep on walking. Cause I, I spent a while trying to figure that out, um, to mm. see if I could do anything with that. And, uh, I wasn't successful in that. Um, other elements, I think I wish, well, I actually do want to make a correction. There is one place you can fast travel to for free. Okay. That's why that's probably, probably what I was trying to do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what, the, place. What's the place. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that oh. worth saying? I feel like that's like a, I feel like it's no, a, yeah, the place is good enough. When you're playing the game, you'll know. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. This, this sounds so cryptic and ominous. And like, anyway, but yes. Oh, um, I wish I knew that. <laughs> right? Don't you wish you? Okay. So maybe that's like a good one. Thank you, Janet. Next week, when all the embargoes are up and everyone's all in Let's Plays and stuff are up there, I'll shout out like the source and where you can, you know, get more tips and stuff. But yeah. Because um, I don't think that content's live yet for people. It's just review stuff. So I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, do all that. But so, um, so I wish I knew that. I wish I, um, and I wish I knew, I guess. <sighs> I guess I kind of wish I invested money or points into the Valor a little bit earlier, or like upgrading the Valor, because I know not every not everyone on the review like used it, but I used it a lot. Um, and I wish I think I upgraded that a little bit faster. But that's kind of it. I mean, I honestly think um, the game does a really good job telling you the most important things. There wasn't much that I felt like that where I felt like bamboozled later. Now, maybe as I play more in Platinum it, I'll realize like strategies or maybe really good weapons that I come across that I wish I had gotten earlier. But sure. I, I really never had that moment of, you know, palm to the forehead. I, I can't believe I missed this thing. Here's where I want to go then with you, Janet Garcia, the roller skating game playing marathon train. Uh, Mike, a.k.a. Big Curs, writes in and says, would you all recommend playing Zero Dawn before jumping into Forbidden West? Or should someone who dabbled in the first and has limited game times these days just watch a story summary and jump into Forbidden West? In the same vein, Anakin JMT wrote in and said, for Janet, I also played Zero Dawn for the first time this year and I'm working on the Platinum. I'm worried about gameplay and combat fatigue playing Forbidden West so soon after Zero Dawn dawn where did you come down you just played zero dawn right at the start of the year yeah i loved going straight into the next one i mean i did have admittedly of at least two maybe more weeks off from it where i oh, had finished two weeks like, yeah well hey in in this in this world that's a lot of time like to, I, I had to do a lot with two weeks the last two weeks so like that it can be long um but i had like at least like at least two weeks maybe more between um again you have to kind of know yourself as a player and like sure. know if you would feel fatigued by that i personally kind of love having some time with the first game before going to the second uh that's how i played last of us as well which granted i think the gap between how that gameplay feels is a bit more substantial than um horizon one to two um but i felt like they paired perfectly and especially having done the platinum for one i was like oh yeah man i know who petra is what's good i know you from the scrapyard what are you doing here and Aylor's like hey i know you from the scrapyard what are you doing i'm like same Aylor. <laughs> we're the same person because you know and i would recognize like all these npc characters like i really loved and felt the benefit of having finished it more recently um as far as the first one i think if you played a bit of the first one and you're like i think i'm good and especially that mention of limited game time and i would say yeah go straight into the second just watch the story stuff i will say i thought a lot about the first game and like that question playing the second like i'm really glad i had already played the first and got like the story stuff and got that experience because i do think playing the first game after playing the second you'll feel like you're just missing so many of like the cool things that are in the second that it would be kind of like for sure uh less desirable experience than i would say for like other franchises not that it's mm. totally unrecommended but i just i can't imagine playing two and then like i want to go back to one i'm like ooh, maybe we don't not even that's <laughs> bad but just that this one's such a marked improvement that i think it, it, you it, really it'd be feel weird like a nerf yeah. yeah uh and yeah. and speaking from experience as well like yeah i i played like nine ten hours of the the first game uh five years ago um and haven't touched it since and i was uh not as committed as janet um, so I, I went through and watched like an hour long, uh, like kind of like full lore recap of the, of the first game going into Forbidden West. And I felt like for me personally, I thought that was like good enough cause I knew I wasn't, wouldn't want to go back to kind of like the, the older designs and, uh, gameplay you... and stuff. And so I, I, I thought 
for me, that was good enough, and I agree with Janet. Like, you kind of have to know yourself as a player to really know, like, how dedicated you want to get in all of that. But I will it's, say there are plenty of recaps out there if that's just one of what you want to do that, like, will can fully catch uh, catch you up and stuff. If you hadn't ever played it, I would recommend doing it, unless you're like, I can't do open worlds and yada, yada, yada. Like, I would have loved to have played it and gone in from one to two like I did Last of Us. But... I wish I had played replayed it beforehand, but there's not a world where I would have had the same experience because I would have replayed Zero Dawn, and I'm talking about replaying it. I would have replayed it, and I wouldn't have been exploring. I wouldn't have been getting as much out of it. I would have been just golden pathing. I don't think I would. I think then I would have come in and maybe I talk about in the review. The first ten hours feet of Forbidden West feel very much like Zero Dawn, which at the time I was like, okay, this is fun, and I haven't done this in a while, but. I think I even then would have been more eye rolly about it. So it's it is really do you know yourself and yeah you can go watch it and get the main beats. But then that first ten hours as Janet just called out are very much like, Aloy, hey Red, blah blah. And I'm like I don't fucking remember who the fuck you you were not yeah. a big enough character so like, that the hour I watched the hour long videos tribe? too. How could you forget? You like, weren't I, big enough that you, you got recapped. So I'm like I don't know who the I fuck you like are. Such a like a nerd playing this game. I'm like this game is for like the horizon stands because like there's one character who one name i kind of forgot and then two um i don't want to again like spoil like those experiences but i was like texting blessing like during my playthrough and i'm like oh my god when i saw so and so i was like straight up cheering like i was like those people in the movies that i hate i was just like oh man i did it yo the homies here i was so excited and i feel like if you're a diehard horizon fan if you really love that first game like there's just so much to be excited about for this one uh i want to move on then to this question here joshy g in the same uh listing question we're talking about playing replaying do you play before joshy g writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says hey ps i love you crew i just finished horizon frozen wilds i got level 60 almost all the equipment finished all the side quests i had previously platinum the main game is there any bonus when starting forbidden west having a save file from the first game no no, there's nothing. It doesn't read or look for anything, and it doesn't give you anything, Joshy G. You wasted your time. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, get it got ready to do it all over again. The friends you made along the way. Speaking of doing it all over again, Joshy G continues. Is there an in-game explanation for why Aloy is needing to level up again, make equipment, etc.? I was never expecting to go into Forbidden West with gear and levels from the previous game, but some sort of bonus or acknowledgement would be nice. You get a blink and you miss it line of dialogue that explains why she doesn't have all her gear. Really? And what is it? Yeah, I think me and Janet might have blinked then because I missed it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess it's not spoilery because even if you missed it, right? It's literally early on you run into a character out, out when you're doing your things and he makes a reference to like, yeah, you're traveling kind of light these days. She's like, yeah, you know, I lost all my stuff a while back. I, I got, I, well, I, 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 ra- I ran into bad luck and lost all It'd my shit. It'd be better if you said nothing at all, girl. Yeah, you they should have said yourself. <laughs> okay, here's... One thing I will say, though... But it doesn't explain, for the record, like, you're talking about how you, you can notch three arrows. It doesn't explain how she forgot that technique. That doesn't help. Yeah, there, to, to the game's credit, and I get, like, I don't know. I kind of understand, right? Like, this is part of, like, how games are constructed. But at least they do let you do some things that, like, used to be skills you had to unlock. Not all. Maybe even not enough, but some. Like, you could already, like, pick up traps you lay down. Like, you know, you still remember yeah, how to yeah. do that. So, it at least, I'm glad it had something. Because I'm like, if you're going to make me, like, re- like really go from scratch, like, it feels like a remix of the opening mechanically in terms of, like, how, what, what stuff she knows and what she doesn't. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I think the Valor Surge and like the special moves also help uh, make the skill tree not feel like you're retreading if, the same yeah, ground yeah, as Horizon sure, sure. Zero Dawn. And so like, and how expansive the skill trees are really does make it feel different. But I did have that question early on. I was like, so uh, why am I back to just... Uh, I think the arrow? number of <laughs> new machines too, with like as far as like overriding where it's like, but that's always a weird thing too, right? Because like you didn't have to get all those overrides in the first game if you didn't like do a completionist run. But, you know, it's like kind of a mixed bag in that regard, but... Mm. I put into our uh, PS I Love You channel where it happens, when it happens. And it's it's one of those, it's not a cutscene. It's just like one of the ambient conversations you have yeah. wondering. Is it, no, like, is it like first I was 30 like, minutes? Yeah. I mean, it yeah, it's like literally area. as soon as the person I put yeah. in there, as soon as that person shows up and you have the conversation. Because I remember, I remember them say, saying something about something, but I didn't remember the exact line. Of, like, <laughs> they say something yeah. about something. Yeah, but it was more so like, oh, here's an item that I'll, and I was like, in my head, I was like, I think I had that item in the last like, game. Why you give me that item to me? Yeah, yeah, it's like here's that thing that you lost that is anyway, but Dane Hansen has two questions. I think we might have kind of tr- tracked on one, but let's get into it. Uh, good morning, Greg, Janet, and Blessing. My first question is to you, Greg. How is the platinum? I find I found Zero Dawn's platinum pretty accessible with a few challenges, but no trophies tied to game difficulty. I just want to know if this trophy list, list looks similar and if there's anything I need to beware. Uh, Dane, I don't have the platinum yet. Obviously, Janet, I know you have the platinum. Bless you, the platinum in Horizon Zero Dawn. I forget. In Zero Dawn, no. Sit no, the fuck down there. Let me and Janet West, talk about it. Can me and Janet talk about God forbidden. Yeah. God damn it. Nobody got time for that. Uh, it's very... So there could be something hidden in there. I've gone through and looked at all the hidden trophies and all the ones that I'm still working on. But right now, it's still that thing where they're not live on the server. So you have to go offline to look at your trophy list, which is a pain in the butt. And I have the trophies lovely spread across two PS5s. So until the, s- the server's live publicly, I don't know exactly what I have without moving around. Anyways, though. It all looks like it's just playing. There's no difficulty. Go through and play the game. You know, collect these things, do these things, uh, take over all these machines. It's all about playing the game and playing it thoroughly, which I'm down for and excited for. But I didn't see anything in there that's crazy. I know I've heard other uh, people who are playing talk about, like, I think it, I can't remember if it's the Melee Pits or one of the other challenges, the final thing being really tough. And so that might play into it of, like, that's troublesome. But I think it's going to be fine. Probably that pit. Are you going for Sorry. Sorry, I, I, I tuned out because you were talking about trophies. So you mentioned the, the melee pits. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, how hard is yeah, the finale? Yeah, was the end really hard for the melee pits? Oh, yeah, they are hard. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's the thing of the... So I hate you guys up about the melee pits uh, during the review process because they're they're essentially made up of challenges that are basically like, hey, execute these combos, and then they end with you fighting the big boss of the melee pits. And it's not like... It's not a lot, right? It's not like it's going to take you 10 hours or, or anything like that to go through all the melee pits. It's like there's four of them, maybe five of them. Um, but what I realized partway through is that the combo challenges for the melee pits, I think, are kind of broken. They're not presented well, mm. uh, where it's like, hey, if you do, it'll give you like three different moves to do. And so it's like press R1, R1, R2 to pull off that combo. Press R2, push forward, then press R2. Uh, or pre- press R1, oh, push forward, then R2 then to like do a special move. And it's stuff like that. And um for maybe about 40 minutes i was struggling with one combo and i could not figure out what i was doing wrong with it until i realized that like oh one of the hits i was supposed to miss on purpose and then do the thing and like the game doesn't do a good job of illustrating that to you they're just they just give you the button combos and expect you to um execute it the way it wants you to execute it if you execute it wrong all it'll say is wrong input and then fade to black and then fade back in and have you try it again over and over again and that stuff gets really frustrating and i think it's gonna be better for people who might have guides to like when they get stuck they can just look up and then look it up and then figure it out yeah but then the, the actual combat encounters at the end of those challenges 
can get difficult specifically specifically like the last two i think are really hard and the last one took me like 35 minutes uh of retrying maybe like eight times to be, to be clear like i've heard that and i don't I, that was just people talking about that i've just gone through the trophy list at a glance and done the reveal all the hidden trophies i don't see one that's specifically about the melee pits but i don't know Ooh. if there's something like you get a reward at the end of one of the melee pits that then plays into something uh, you have to craft at some point I, so yeah. it's like that's always that shit yeah well I, but I, I might be it might not be there and then you can adjust the difficulty right of the game so theoretically that's if you true. were just well, like i need yeah. for the combat like story stuff mode moment for me I'm just for the like... combat stuff you can yeah probably kick it down to story mode but for the combo execution stuff that stuff you wouldn't be able to right. kick down the story mode. but like honestly with sure, guides good call, good call. if you can get a guide then you'll you'll be fine and again i'm not you know hold on i know our friend one of our friends has the platinum let me <laughs> or is about to i think he's one trophy tro tro Hey, uh, hold on. I'll ask the next question, then I'll I'll message this person. We'll get it. Sure. Um, Dane asked, "How's the exploration?" I think we've talked a lot about that already. We it's love good. it, right? It's fantastic. It's awesome. Way better than the first one. Yeah, I think gliding and climbing changed the game. Um, I, I I will disagree with that. Um, just with climbing, I think climbing gets in the way a lot, and I'm not. Uh, and I want to be clear because I, I I tweeted out about this because I think people were trying to assume that I was comparing it to Breath of the Wild um, with, like, the whole, like, oh, climb everywhere, climb on everything. It's like, no, not even that, really. It's just, like, the actual feeling um, and motion of climbing that I just it feels way too slow. There's a lot of times where I got to make a jump, and I try it, and I fall, and I got to, like, re-get to where I was, try the same jump again, fall, re-get to where I was, try the same jump again exactly the same way, get it the third time for no other different reason. And it's just like really frustrating and it, like it makes me want to pull my hair out at times. Um, and it sucks you're having that because yeah, I disagree. I love the climbing and I love the use mm -hmm. of it for traversal puzzles of like, I, I roll up on a place and it's like, all right, clearly it's up at the top of this tower. I got to go get these I, yeah, I like three the, shards or whatever and then I, figure my way out. And you, you're, I'm using the grappling hook that name escapes me right now. And I'm yeah. a caster. I, 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 I like the idea of the, the traversal puzzles for sure. Especially like the, the first tall neck you get to, right? Sure. Um, like that was like, kind of like, I feel like at least my first experience of like, all right, like how do I have to get up here and uh, get hooked up to this guy? And it's like, I liked the idea of the puzzle itself, but then like just the, the actual action of, of like climbing through things. I was like, this feels way too long to be getting up here. Um, and it was like, I think it was, I did that tall neck and then I put the game down for like a week and, and then I finally, <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And then I finally went I back to it like a, a day or two ago. So that, that is like the one thing where it's like, I, I, I really like, I'm not even, com again, not comparing it to breath yeah, of the wild. I'm, I'm comparing it to like uncharted four, which I just replayed. Like yeah, even and I that also... feels like more uh, controllable than, I would also echo that, like, you know, this is not... I, when I say gliding and climbing changes the game, I don't say that in the way that, like, gliding and climbing is like Breath of the Wild. Now, it is not. It is very much, like, Horizon's version of, like... The gliding does, is not as floaty as Breath of the Wild. You're not flying across the map or anything like that, right? But it is an easy way to get down from uh, tall services and not take fall damage, which I think is essential for having a map that's way more vertical and way more easier to explore. But then also I think the, 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 the climbing is more comparable to something like Uncharted. But I think the reason why it works for me is that we're talking about an open world and something that's more explorable. I did not like the, or no, not, not that I didn't like, I don't, care for the mechanic of climbing in breath of the wild where it's way more linear or not breath of the wild, sorry uncharted where it's way more linear and it's way more like 
you are getting from point A to point B by yeah. climbing on the ship or whatever. And it is you trying to figure out where the game wants you to make Nathan Drake reach yeah, to. So it, 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 is very, it, it is very linear in that sense. But I, I would say that, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay feel of it feels better to me, if yeah. that makes sense. And, like, I the the reason why I, I care for it more in Horizon is because, because of the openness of it. You just have way more... I guess, like, choice and opportunity to go, okay, I want to go here. Okay, cool. The, the way this world is designed, they have climbing surfaces that make it way easier to get up a mountain um, uh, as opposed to just, like, hopping up it. And I think, like, quality-wise, yeah, like, Uncharted's climbing, I think, feels better because the game is way more, I think, just linear and tailored toward uh, every single climbing it's surface half the you grab to. It's, <laughs> half, it's half the gameplay, and, like, shit is breaking around you, and, like, the clock tower is breaking down and all this shit, whereas Horizon it just has way more happening and so i don't think the climbing is going to feel as good as that but i think it does, it is in service of uh the world and i think for sure in the traversal puzzles and making that stuff feel a bit more dynamic and interesting the one the only cameron kennedy writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games says hey crew i like a lot of the visual customization in the game i want to look dope how does the armor compare to the first game did you like the designs how limited did you feel uh, in sticking to a piece for stats? Is there any form of transmog? Thanks, Cameron Kennedy. Janet Garcia, what did you think of the visual customizations and the armors and stuff? I think the armor looks pretty good. I mean, there's some usual suspects. Like there's, I think there's still at least one, if not multiple versions of like the Osiram kind of armor. So like you'll see some stuff. There's also like a Karja kind of armor that you can get as well, which if you've you know, played the first game, it looks very similarly styled, if not the same. I don't have them side by side. Uh, I really like being able to die stuff. I was like, cool. Yes. Shout out to Ghost of Tsushima. Like, not that it's the only game that lets you die fabric, but I'm like, okay, this feels like that kind of thing. Um, there isn't tr- any transmog, right? There's no way to no, mix and no. match, which I, so, I still yeah. really want that for what I feel like is inevitably going to be uh, a third Horizon game because I, I would like to be able to mix and match. But for now, I kind of, I really just go based on stats for the most part um, because I didn't, I went from 100%ing the game, like like the first one to like playing a bit of the early parts and then like mainlining. So I, I didn't like inherently get to do everything in the same way. So I didn't really have like any, yeah, I always went stats based. I mean, I was excited to see some stuff that was like, you know, um the i like the like cute little armor sets that have like the midriff stuff like the hot yeah. girl aloy outfits i'm like oh sweet hot girl aloy, let's go um even if those never have the best stats so i'm like i guess i'll wear the cars or one or the one someone give they also do a good job i think of giving you some good stuff in the main quest like as far as mainlining goes where i only had like one or two armor sets and i'm like also one of those people that's like do i want to get this now i mean it's just it's just green i it's feel just like green. we can do find i want to invest better. in this let's yeah, just yeah, yeah. start you know so there's always that push and pull if you're not going to do everything on like what am i spending my money on what do i want to get my upgrades on um and i like that during the mainline quest you got a couple like pretty good armor sets where it's like i'm like okay this one's purple and this one has this stat so i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with this but there's still like the uh the mod slots and stuff that you can add stuff to there's there's definitely uh in terms of visual customization the die is awesome it, it helps so much that i found you know i i liked i don't remember this and janet you were there i i, I so you can tell me if i'm wrong i feel they do a way better job of sorting this time but i'm could be wrong because you can sort now to just have it done, laid out by your skill trees which i loved so it is like right now it's sorted by i come in oh. and it's machine master set sets 
warrior sets, hunter sets. And like, so I'm always running infiltrator. So I have a Nora um, tracker. I, wish I knew that before I start. No, I don't think I ever looked at that. Yeah. So you can sort your shit by a whole bunch of different ways, all your stuff, which I thought was super helpful. And I went in and customized and then it saves it too. So like my infiltrator, I'm using a Nora tracker thing. And that one, when I went and I, I went and I could diet, you know, the basically the kind of funnier Andy Cortez diva stuff, right? Where it's hot pink and hot blue. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is the outfit. And so that's my main outfit all the time because I'm playing Infiltrator. But then I have a machine one if I'm gonna if I really want to. I I could be talking on my ass, but I don't think the stats attached to the outfits are as dramatic as last time. I could totally be wrong about that. But I remember I kind last of time agree. last time I remember being, oh shit, I'm going into this. Pause, start, change the thing, go. All right. Now it's that thing of all right, cool. If I know I'm going to fight a bunch of humans, I'll go, I'll go put on a hunter outfit. Maybe, maybe. Other, I feel or, like they're more I, like, this is my opinion on it without actually like checking to make sure if this is like substantiated, but I feel like all the armor sets have more um, elemental associations with them, especially as you get to like the blue and like the purple tier sure. um, of like the rarities or whatever. Um, just because I, I kind of felt like in the first game, like, everything would have like one to two kind of specialties like maybe melee and like fire and then i'd have to like compensate with the mod slots to try to like get the other elements in there to try to make it a more even build because for me i'm like when i'm out in the wild like i just want to be able to like handle any type of elemental thing i'll need to do and if i can get buffs for that that's ideal that's kind of how i operated in the first game and the same applied to this one and i just felt like there was more like you i felt like i was more likely to come across a suit earlier on that would have like oh it has a little bit of a buff for ice and also like this other element also fire and also this thing so i didn't feel as like i didn't really feel like i was missing out anything by not getting like a bunch of them or or swapping them super heavily yeah i i yeah it's there's definitely occasions to it but like i'm in the nora tracker outfit pretty much the entire game and that's more of a stealth suit and even when the when the jig is up and they see me it's rare that i go and switch unless i was really but i I say if i'm getting my butt kicked i guess i'm thinking mainly the final boss and like because now like the one time i ran into that big enemy i mentioned in the review Like, I didn't hate the final boss. I just thought it was a weird thing to jump the levels that much at, at a point where it's like, like oh, well. out of nowhere, we were, yeah, like, I, yeah, I just felt like it was notably as, as somebody who is the correct level finding that final boss. I loved it. It only took me two tries. That never keeps going down every time I talk about it. I yeah, right, yeah, soon you'll time. be, you, you didn't even have to fight the final boss. The final boss just <laughs> well, fell down. Well, well, we'll just, we'll save it for later where I can really dig into like yeah, why exactly. I was like, this well, is like, doing exactly. too much. I, I'm looking at my outfits right now, right? I th- I did get to a purple outfit that I ended up rocking with uh, for the rest of the game as soon as I got it. One, because it was purple, but also because I really like how it... Oh, my God, my controller's doing a weird thing. There's my um, hot pink and blue Nora tracker outfit. It's really cute. <laughs> oh, that's really I cool. Like I like the facial expressions that. in photo mode also. Photo like, mode, as usual, kicks so much ass. Yeah, the photo mode in this game is dope as hell. Um, but, yeah, like I got like a basically a Tanaka outfit that I was just rocking. And, like, stats-wise, it was really good also, so I just I felt comfortable with it. I would say that for stats... Like, there's so much going on with all the outfits in terms of stats, and they're trying to lean into the kind of way you play where it's, like, you know, one outfit might do a lot of good, like, uh, low-range stuff, or, like, another outfit might be all about, like, melee or whatever. And I wish they, like, simplified it more where it was just, like, two different buffs that you're getting per outfit as opposed to, like, a bunch of different things. Because you look through and it's like, okay, here's all of, like, the purge water versus frozen versus poison versus yeah, like yeah, how yeah. these things get affected and then there's skills on top of that which will be like you know plus two weapon stamina or like you know plus one concentration and you'll have a bunch of those on there as well they get a little bit more 
um like they get uh, they get they add in a lot more uh, in the later weapons like in the purple stuff and i kind of wish that like instead of that it was just hey here's a bunch of one thing for your purple something i wish i I need to start making this list now while it's fresh in my mind because i know like there's going to be x amount of years that pass and we're either get horizon three or like never get one and we'll just spend every year being (laughs) like do you think we'll get in yeah you know just theoretically right like i don't know um i really would love for them to add more customization though still in the outfits because one thing i was really excited about in this game is the ability to upgrade your weapons individually and up to three if not four slots in upgrading even when you're at like the uncommon or the common weapon types. Like you could do that pretty much from the jump. And I think because so much of the strength of this game and this franchise is the combat and how it always feels good to like fight these machines. It feels dope taking down machines, whether you are just starting out or are really powerful and really over leveled. Um, So giving you stuff to do with hunting and, and crafting is always like a staple within this. And I think the upgrade system just allows you to do that so much more, so much earlier and to like really start to build a more powerful arsenal, even when your weapon's a little bit weaker. Yeah, 100%. And I think the upgrading is really good. And again, we talked about it in the review, the ability to tag stuff, go out after it, find it, actually have it be there, tag multiple things like that. We talked about that, Janet, in the review yesterday, uh, being able to tag multiple projects and multiple jobs. But I, I think it really shines through when I'm out in the world and I finish something and I'm like, all right, I finished this side quest. I open my map and I, well, there's a square right there and you go to it and it's like, oh, there's whatever uh, pigeon feathers or whatever the fuck it is I need. And you can see them on your thing. It's like, well, I'm right here. I might as well get it. Even if I'm not dedicating my time at the moment to I'm just going after a better quiver, I can see the stuff around me and go get it that way. That was one of my favorite things to do. It was like, we talked about this yesterday. Like the activity organization is really good. And like the, like the, um like the choices of the different kinds of activities to do whether they be aaron's jobs like the uh, melee pit stuff like all that stuff i think is really good and it varies um but like one of my favorite things to do was to go through the workbench figure out what i wanted to upgrade and then just spend the next hour and a half just yeah. doing that shape, hunting shape, down man. the exact thing uh, exact animals that i needed the exact machines that i needed to uh level up my gear like the, it was it was very satisfying keegan hill is a question we didn't answer in the review he writes in live in the chat right now on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Are the load times all instant? And the answer is no, no, they're not like Spider-Man. They're incredibly fast where it'll be. You want to go somewhere and you fast travel to it and you get the loading screen with a tip on it and you see it in the corner, go and be done pretty much. But it's not like, I think it's still it, very impressive with how big and how um, uh, dense this world is. Like here, uh, right, right now I'm on the thing. Oh, you can start, sure. you, Keegan. You can start your own timer. I'm gonna zoom out. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the place. I'll, now that we know, we can just fast travel to the place uh, as soon as you want to. I would you love know, to know I, before people play I, it what they think the place is. Like, I feel like people are gonna have like wild guesses for that. Yeah, that is the place. I will say that, like, I when I booted up Horizon Zero Dawn yesterday during the review, I was shocked by how long it took that for that game to load in. I was sitting there oh, for yeah. minutes. Right, it's only that. three, two, one. I'm hitting fast travel now. Do you want to? I'm going to confirm three, two, one, and now it's going. Right, and so I'm, I got a black screen. I got the thing. Here's my little tip, and down in the corner, it's loading up a little thing. It's doing a little thing, and then bam, I'm in. So that's it. I wow. feel like that's it was honestly uh, when you say it took a long time for you to load into Base Horizon on your PS5 Plus. Was that like to load up the game or to like fast travel in the game? 
to load up the game. I can load it up and then fast travel. That'll take me. Yeah, about two could hours, you though. could you do that since you have it? Because I actually think the load time is akin to that, which I know is very fast, and I felt like it was fast. But I remember like, streaming a lot of Horizon One and people being like, "Wow, this is it's great to see what they did with the load times because this is like my the thing that kind of maybe stopped them from either going back or from finishing." Like I felt like it was maybe a little bit faster, but not like insanely faster. I could just be misremembering though, so I'm curious what cool. your stuff. I'll boot it up and I'll in. spend about five tra fast travel packs to to travel. <laughs> sure. <laughs> While you do that, I want to yes, answer some more questions. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Real quick, I want to shout out to like. Oh, again, a lot of the little things they did here to make improvements. Like, I like that one of my beefs in the first game that I talked about when we did the re-review was I pick up, like, this, you know, um, I guess medicine. You know, it's like the plants that heal you. Yeah, yeah. And the once I have berries. to... Yeah, the medicinal berries or the whatever they were called in the first one, if they were called the same thing. Dang and I'm berries. like, you know, I, I end up having to the max amount. And then it's like, what do I do with these? I love that the potion recipe leans into using the medicinal berries for it. I think that makes so much more sense. It gives me something to do. I can get more. Then I can also stock them to eat them individually, like little snack packs. And I just like <laughs> having yum, 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 yum. more autonomy. And in general, like not that I like need it to heal like a whole bunch necessarily, though, like I'm not above, you know, using potions and, and berries and stuff. But like they give you so many more. It just makes more sense to do it that way. And I'm like, oh, this is such a good solution to like something that I personally had with and like unlike this the first game even though you also don't get any hey we're healing your party right this isn't pokemon but i never felt like oh great i have to just spend these berries to heal even if that was true because i could get so many more of them you combine that with the storage like i think so many of the small changes they did to improve the quality of life are really speaking in tandem with each other in a way that just works incredibly well I will say though that uh, the D-pad menu was just that. Bear, bear good job, Barrett. Good job, Barrett. That's very good. Um, Horizon Zero yes. Dawn is still loading, by the way. Uh, in that D-pad menu that uh, we're talking about, I do think it needs a wheel because scrolling I through. I don't even customize it. I'm not using some of these things. Like yeah, I should have sold my traps. The, as somebody who did not want to use traps and like they keep selling me on traps, I'm not fucking trapping anything. I legit would just want to call them out and like I'm scrolling for seconds. When I like, tell you what that feels I like died. thirty options in here. I did die once trying to, I'm like, I know I have a potion and there I'm like, is it this one? They're like, no, that's your small. And I'm like, why are the small, medium and large not next to each other? It's like, I got to go like three Annoying. over and I'm like, it's almost here. Like, again, that's a very small thing that only impeded my experience like once out of like 30 hours. But um, yeah, I do wish they had like at least the ability to customize that. Like, now I don't keep in mind, have... you can customize it. Like you can take out the stuff. Yeah. So when you're on it, hold down, hold down. I wish I knew from the, Wait, you know, if you hold down where you'd go then to craft did you ever craft uh, in the moment yeah. uh -huh. right. I only crafted the fast travel pack. square is there for change and if you hit change it brings up everything you have and so no you way. can then lay them out that way this My is, Sorry, i am in shambles hearing this information because <laughs> yeah you can go i'm doing it right now i'm just going through and unequipping everything i well, I, honestly I wish want, i knew that I before cry. i played the game I want, yes that Change is the answer. things i wish i knew and that's what i meant by like i haven't ran into things that i didn't know that i wish i knew that's one of them oh god that is like that would have been yeah like right now i've just it's undone okay. everything i have nothing oh, on my here god. except my mounts all right I I guess, so when i back so out bad. then i can go down and yeah i'm just between the two mounts so you can right. go through and do all that oh, you ready for the horizon zero dawn load screen count yes Okay, again, I'm spending some fast travel packs here, and so give us some here. money on Patreon, I guess. Uh, <laughs> one, two, go. In the loading do, screen. Do, 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 Did you know that the Osram Spark Worker outfit protects against shock damage? No, I, I do now. The loading screen told me. It's still going. It's like halfway. 
And if you're looking for a ride, consult the map to locate striders, broadheads, or chargers. They often graze near settlements. So you guys know okay, that. Okay, petition to have Blessing read all the tips on the loading screens. <laughs> I have some other uh, good information for you here. Some good news. Oh, yeah, okay, so it just seemed like it's significantly longer. Use the Shadow War bow's corruption arrows to turn machine hostile, machines hostile to any other machine. I never really did that, admittedly. Wait, they're corrupt. Oh, here we go. It's done. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. so yeah, that's that at least longer. like that's that's significantly. That was like longer. twice as long. Yeah. Which it's is impressive because the the first one on PS5 with the updates is decently fast. Yeah. And you have to remember of like how slow the load times were when that originally launched too. Oh yeah, I heard they were they, terrible. They were awful. Yeah. And I will say I am playing this off a of a uh external hard drive, not an SSD for context. Mm. I don't know if the SSD makes the load times quicker, but in case they do. I just redid my whole loadout down there. Because I haven't done it for in forever. Honestly, I just don't use the down thing. I only I only use the medicinal berry health kits up upstairs. Same. It'd be rare, really rare, like the boss fight where I need the potion. Did you guys cook a lot of food? This is like now I'm just asking questions, which is not no. because I was in sport. They had like, like the people that sell food. I never talked to them. They got people to go craft and do food stuff. I never did that. Now I got like yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, my my notes are. I have like all these notes that I'll post later when the game's actually out because I don't want to spoil things for people. But I, I wrote down, you know what other game has cooking? Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, you know in the trailer when they had like the big old elephant guy and then like the people on top of them uh, riding around, you know, yeah. I only saw one of those once. Did you guys see that more than once? The elephant dude? I, th- yeah. I saw him twice. So I thought there was some other mission he ran into. Yeah, okay. I feel but, like, yeah, I wasn't there that often. But what's I, th- I found more interesting, and I guess this is spoilers for things that don't happen. So whatever you want to do, ladies and gentlemen. When we got that vertical slice, remember, where we went yes. to San Francisco for the first time, and Aaron's yeah. like, but I found the thing you sent me for. None of that's in the game. Yeah. That's not a mission. That's a really and, like, good point. Yeah. You I open the thing and it that. shows it shows the United States. That was just a vertical slice they made for because that demo. I got to though. that, you know, well, I got San Francisco, right? That that's not a spoiler because that's no, in there. No, no. I'm like, I got to San Francisco and I'm like, I and I thought to myself, I'm at the trailer stuff. And then yeah, like, it just didn't help. I mean, there was like cool stuff that happened there, like combat wise. Like I had good oh, yeah, yeah. I had a good experience awesome, in San think, Francisco um, in the game. Um like, but yeah, like, I yeah, it didn't happen. So I just thought it was interesting yeah, you see stuff get cut out, like, you know, well, not even cut out of the game. Probably that was always designed just to be, here's what the Maybe game could be like. Maybe it's like, you know, we talked to each other for, like, the the development, but also, like, what if we just threw in a random mislead for no reason? They don't want to spoil anything. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, PDX Joel's not V-Man. in this, so it's crazy. <laughs> PDX V-Man writes into patreon.com slash games and says, I assumed it won't be based off so many champions of it in the industry, but will this game get overshadowed for game of the year? I'm sure it will be nominated, but is that as far as it goes? With games like Elden Ring, God of War, probably not out. Breath of the Wild 2 definitely will be out. It will not be out, PDX, man. Uh, and obviously the front runner for Game of the Year, Kirby. Do you think this game can hang on in serious not contention? Obviously, no really game is guaranteed out. to be amazing, but if these games come out and live up to the predecessor, will Horizon 2 be overshadowed? Yes. I, yeah. t- I talked about this a bit. Uh, uh, not this specifically, but I talked about a bit on KFGD with uh, Tim as we're doing the review roundup uh, about our review scale and how like we gave it an amazing, right, being a 5 out of 5 and that's not me saying it's perfect, that's not me saying it's flawless that's not even me saying it's Masterpiece which like, you know, I think we equate Masterpiece with like with like a IGN 10 out of 10 For sure. kind of thing. Horizon Forbidden West for me isn't necessarily a 10 out of 10 it's more, it, is, it, is, it is more like a 9 out of 10 for me and I think with that, if we're in a year where we're getting ten out of uh, more ten out of ten games, 
yes, I can see it getting overshadowed for a game of the year. Like, I, I think it really just comes down on how competitive is this year. And so far, it seems like it's going to be a competitive year. If Horizon, if this game came out last year, I think this would be yeah. a front runner. I think it'd be an easy uh, game of the year contender and it might sweep for, uh, for game of the year last year. This year, I think it has way more competition. And I don't think it's an easy conversation in terms of is Horizon going to be the game of the year? I had the same feeling. Like, I think this is going to sound harsh, but i don't know brace yourself <laughs> i think if this is game of the year and i love this game also in the side of everything blessing said oh, she's about um, to talk so much shit yeah if this is game of the year i think this year was a little bit of a disappointment compared to what we thought the year was going to be and that's to say that there's mm. a lot of big players coming out here and that's not to say that like horizon is even a disappointment to me but it's not a straight away masterpiece melt your face off kind of game uh even though it is you know amazing it's a, it's a, an incredible work and i do think last year would have got it because last year it was the reason we all had different answers is because there wasn't really a clear winner. I think this is a very standout game. It's highly, it's really strong. And I definitely could see a world where it is game of the year, but I think given the competition, um, and I still am not convinced that God of War or uh, Breath of the Wild 2 will come out. So I think it'll depend on Believe, Janet, come out. just believe. How are they? Um, what, in one which day, one? Elden God of, God of War, maybe. I don't think Breath of the Wild's coming out. El I don't know what's up with that. Five, five years! I agree with you guys that I think something will overshadow this something yeah. this is a, a great game this is an amazing game i think you can't look at the technical fidelity of how much fun it is to play etc cetera, etc cetera, and not be like man this is a great thing but i do think that like we you know again we went through and we had a whole bunch of critiques and things that should have been different or we would have liked to have seen different in the way the story is at the end and yeah i think there'll be games that don't have those critiques against yeah. them and probably are smaller experiences and you know are more tight product that go through and deliver on it i think that'll yeah. be it. like for me it's it, I, like my game of the year now isn't as clear right because before this i would have said that seafood is my game of the year contender right so far and that's being at the beginning of february which i know isn't like a really impressive thing to say but even now after playing horizon i'm like cool i don't know which is gonna be my game of the year at this point right oh, i don't really? know what i don't yeah like i think both of them are i put them for me at like the top of the top of like yeah i love i love this game as much as i can love this game um and it's not an easy decision for me anymore uh one thing I, i'll tackle i think more i don't want to I'll, I'll read the question you can tell me if it's if it's interesting dan writes in live in the chat right now and says from for, for sf natives like you guys uh, were there any places that you were like oh shit it's the blank or this place is down the street there is a moment i thought that was one of the for me one of the moments i'll talk about from this for this game probably for the whenever i talk about this game that was that thing where i was doing a thing i was running around i was hunting this thing yada 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 and i'm gonna and i'm like all right it's up there and i started walking and i'm like wait and I looked around, I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm at this place. That's awesome. And then we talked about it in the review, the um the lookout points, the viewpoints or whatever, yeah. and how I am dog shit at them. It's you nice. find it, you gotta line up the image. It's I I just have not been able to get many of them done. The first one that I was able to do, no problem, was the SF one, where it was boop here it is and i'm like oh i know exactly what i'm like all right if the golden gate bridge is there and i went there and i was like oh okay cool when it was underwater and i swam to it and i was like bam and, th and that was like so rewarding of like that was awesome that the city's so good that if you're going to put one landmark in with another landmark i'm able to find it even if it is a small landmark i think they're also this is an sf related but there's another area that is like this is this city and i was like this looks really cool I, oh I, yeah. again, very that city vague. is amazing that's, that's, that's my but idea. i'm like that's so beautiful looking and i i did appreciate those things i have to spend more time in horizon san francisco which is a weird statement to say <laughs> to see if i recognize anything because admittedly I feel like that area was kind of over quickly for me as someone that did start mainlining at that point where I kind of yeah. just, I did what I need to do. And then I had to do something else back somewhere else. And then I came back like near the later parts. And then I was 
off again. So I didn't spend a, as much time exploring as I did in that first area. Yeah, it's not. It's, this is very much like the the open world in this game isn't just one city, right? It is the West, and so you're getting a lot of pickings of like different locations. And for me, I, I there wasn't anywhere in SF uh, in the SF area where I was like, oh shit, this is this. And I think that might just come with more exploration. They do have in the game um uh old world ruins that are cool explorable like uh structures that are broken down that usually contain some kind of puzzle to get to the end and get whatever the reward is and i get the sense of like some of those that i've done so far might be a reference to certain in real life locations but i didn't recognize any of them it's just the same one that janet mentioned that i was like okay no I, i i know what this is and this is fucking cool as hell um but that wasn't in sf that was like another area of the map Final question I want for this uh, Horizon Forbidden West FAQ comes from Ryan Kelly, who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, does Horizon Forbidden West elevate Guerrilla Games into the upper echelon of PlayStation Studios? I'm thinking Naughty Dog and Insomniac territory. If not, what would help bring them there? I don't think it does. I mean, did, did the first one not already do that? Yeah, that's my thought. My thing is, I I think the first one did. And I would say that, like, you know, I think if you're going far enough back into PlayStation Studios, you know, Worldwide Studios, when it was that, you know, Killzone, you have this push and pull of what the Killzone franchise was and what it meant for Gorilla and yada, yada, yada. But then I do think you have Naughty Dog taking this huge step forward, you know, Sucker Punch eventually taking this huge step forward and bringing in Insomniac, them doing this thing. I thought Horizon did push them towards the upper echelon. I don't think they're a Naughty Dog. I don't think that they're an Insomniac yet. Like I still think that they're, I think they're making, I think they're on that. They, I think those are S tier PlayStation exclusive uh, studios, and then on your A tier, I'd have your Sucker Punch. I would have your uh, Gorilla. That's where I'd put it. But See, I, I, I could be wrong. I disagree. I think uh, on, on that S tier, I'll probably put Naughty Dog and. Um, sony santa monica and then right below I, that I even, well i wasn't i wasn't giving you a comprehensive list sorry i don't mean that's to disrespect fair. sony no, no, santa monica like, b tier get the fuck out of here cory how fucking dare you you, you uh, do that to sony santa monica. Word, but, that's still the thing <laughs> but yeah like i would put those two as s tier and then right below that i am putting uh insomniac and and wow. gorilla games in the same tier like i have the same I, tiering as what blessing. a spider-man hater blessing at aoe jr <laughs> but also like that is to say that like the, the nice. whole time we're all reviewing no. i was having the thought of like I remember when Ghost Shima came out and we were talking about um, our, our re- reviews for that game. One of the things that I said was that I like Ghost Shima more than Horizon Zero Dawn. And I very much like, like Ghost Shima more than Horizon Zero Dawn. I think Forbidden West might be Gorilla taking back that uh, mm-hmm. uh, that open title crown. of like that open world crown. But I was thinking that until you did bring up Insomniac and I was like, fuck, Spider-Man uh uh whatchamacallit 2018 the spider-man remaster the original spider-man uh might still have that for me but it's the thing of i put uh insomniac gorilla and sucker punch all in that place of like making dope ass nine out of ten games whereas like sony santa monica and naughty dog i think are at the place where they can consistently put out tens and i consistently might be weird for sony santa monica because they've only done 2018 but like i imagine i don't i don't doubt that maybe they can repeat the same success success with the next game we'll see on that but i do think that her um gorilla has like entered that echelon alongside folks like insomniac and and um sucker punch in that way all right blessing did Jana give her uh i had the same theory. thing i mean I, it she, would just she be echoed, me yeah. being like yes yeah <laughs> literally, literally the same as blessing like i have the same t- except for i didn't like ghosts like that like ghost was didn't hit for me in that way but it, re- it like reverse like the like he liked her the ghost more than horizon just like flip them and the same take there we go Man, I haven't thought about it yet, and I don't want to think about it yet. About which I like. Think more. about it. Which you like more between Ghost of versus Horizon? Right now, my knee jerk. Ah, yeah. oh, fuck. 
reduce all the art down to just numbers see, and ones and zeros. I knew you loved. I it's knew you loved thrilling. ghosts. I didn't realize you loved ghosts this much. Because playing Horizon think about West, next I'm week, like, this is easy. Next week at the Vita birthday party, get a drink at me and ask me, and I'll give you an answer. I need to think okay. about it, all right? I need How much are we drinking at that also? Oh, my God, like, Janet. Tell Isaiah just to fucking get out of the way. You know what I mean? I mean, here's I the thing. It's also, at, <laughs> it's also at 1130 on a Tuesday, Janet. So I don't understand what the, why this is I think we have Gamescast later that day. Yeah, we and do. And it will be a banger Gamescast, all right? Don't worry about it. Uh, blessing, of course, this has been our Horizon uh, FAQ, uh, but I still want to give the traditional PlayStation updates and PlayStation picks. You can do them at light speed if you like. Sick. Yeah, I'll do, a, I'll do them at light speed because there's not really much to dig in here, into here. Um, uh, the first one here is Spider-Man Miles Morales has become Sony's third biggest title after God of War. I'm going to pull real quick from MD. In your face, bless! You hater! This is such funny timing. I'm going to pull from MD at Dual Shockers, who says, according to a new report by NPD Group, Spider-Man Miles Morales is now the third biggest title published by Sony in the United States by revenue. The first title still remains to be Spider-Man no, the first title still remains to be Spider-Man Miles Morales' elder brother, uh, Spider-Man, while we have God of War in second place. Uh, and then just a few tidbits here, not from MD, me adding more context, right? As of July 18th, 2021, the game had sold over 6.5 uh, million copies, which means that it's seemingly sold a lot more since then, which makes sense because it's been in the top 10. Uh, and then also Horizon Zero Dawn has sold 20 million copies. Wanted to throw that in there as well because that was included in the MPD. But does this Miles Morales thing shock you guys? The third behind God of War. I think it, it it doesn't shock us because every you know every month on KFGD right we run through NPD and you see you've been seeing it build and build for so long and we know it. I think it's in the law in the grand scheme. If you would have said this in the beginning, I'd be like, oh man, really? Like that's awesome. Like a, you know a, a smaller Spider-Man title, this interstitial, yada yada. I think it's awesome. I think it shows the power of it. I think it shows what a smart deal it was to lock in Spider-Man as an exclusive uh, property for PlayStation. Let alone the fact that they then bought Insomniac. Like it's. It w- I think at the launch of Spider-Man, it would have been exciting, crazy to say that. And now you're here, it's like, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, and I also think it's the pro- pro- probably part of the sticky nature of um, it being <laughs> a PlayStation 5, <laughs> there you go, uh, PS5 launch title, where I'm sure. sure most people who bought a PS5 probably bought Spider-Man Miles Morales, which really boosts that. Um, I do wonder how many units. That's one thing I, I, I wish I could I could have found, which it just isn't out there, right? That's why I pulled that 6.5 thing from uh, July last year. But like, if Horizon Zero Dawn is sitting at 20 million, how many copies of Miles Morales have sold? Like that would be an astronomical um, amount of copies sold in the last seven months if somehow it hit that. But again, this is going by revenue. Um, and I'm sure they might be also measuring by maybe fastest units unit sold as opposed to mm-hmm. pure for sure copy sold. But hey, who knows? Uh, the other PlayStation update I have for you is uh, it starts with the question, do you want an Until Dawn remake? I asked that because over on The Gamer, Joshua Henry writes an article titled Until Dawn Remake Could Be in the Works at Supermassive Games. A remake of the narrative-based horror game Until Dawn is possibly in the works, according to an insider. News of this possible remake comes from account NGT on Twitter. In a quick post, they mentioned that they had heard from, quote, several separate sources, and quote, that Supermassive Games was working on a remake of Until Dawn for some time that will be coming to current-gen consoles. While no concrete evidence was given, they assured fans that they would try to learn more about this potential project. If this news turned out to be true, it wouldn't be the first hold on, time Hold that- on, bless. Hold on, bless. Oh, give, me, give me a second here. Um, the server is being a weirdo, and it's making you all robotic-y, so I'm bringing us, uh, here. Start you talking. Sound look better? Hello, 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 hello. Yeah. Hi. Looking good? Okay, cool. I assume I, we were just sounding bad or something. You sounded like a robot. 
Maybe it's because I am a robot. Uh, <gasps> so to go back, right? Well, no concrete evidence was given. They assured fans that they would try to learn more about this potential project. If this news turns out to be true, it wouldn't be the first time that this account has leaked legit information. Back in December, they tweeted out a still from the Star Wars Eclipse reveal trailer a whole week before it was revealed at the Game Awards. And that is the thing I want to start off with because, like, I think this whole new story is one that you take with a grain of salt um, because it is me pulling from a source that is pulling from another source that is just that is quote unquote an insider, but is an account that just happens to have leaked previous information. Um, but with that being said, like, do you guys buy it? And also, do you guys want an Until Dawn remake? I don't buy a remake. I buy a remaster. I buy a hey, we're Until PS5 Dawn version. is a super successful game for PlayStation. Uh, they're more making a PlayStation Five version, right? That'll just be run better, load, look better. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So are we going to get maybe like a director's cut? I mean, they are finally finishing the, well, they're finishing no, the- No, they uh, added more games to Dark Picture uh, Anthology. Yeah. <laughs> they Did they copyright- add more? Is yeah, they added six the more. They copyrighted a gajillion more, yeah. But isn't, but isn't this, okay, so hold on. This I next one clarity. is like, I think the end of the season, but then That's after That's what that, I, I mean, the season. Yeah, the yeah. season's ending, could, yeah, there's still more. I but they promised they nine do... originally, right? And they copyrighted yeah. more? Yeah, because they just kind of were like, we have this well, many, we're going to like cut it here. Like, yeah, we, they start. They started, yeah, they, I think they promised like nine. I think they pulled back because game development is hard. And then like as we're approaching this next one, they just announced that, the, yeah, they are making a bunch more of them. Yeah, like that. But I think it's still like they're putting a little bit of an end cap, at least on like that as now. They're like, oh, it's a season now because this, this, this makes sense. Um, I could see it like paired with that. Maybe not like a whole bundle because that's kind of like a lot, but maybe as a way to like lead in or hype up the other like, hey, we're ending the season. Also, we have like this PS5 version. As far as do I want it? No, I was never, you know, I played until dawn and I'm like locked into what Zero Massive Games does because it's just part of who I am. But I was actually not a fan of until dawn. I thought it was like super hokey and people were going to say it's camp. It's meant to be cheesy and bad, but I just was not into it, Um, though. It did come out seven years ago, which I don't know if that is like you guys think that's too soon for a remake not soon enough like i guess seven years was a long time that's why i'm with greg that i don't think it's gonna be a remake i think i i think you might be spot on with it being a director's cut you know i think that makes a lot of sense for it i could see it being like here's until dawn and here's an hour like of extra content like maybe like a deleted scenes or like some weird like extra story of what one character was doing and one scene where they went away maybe something like that that fills in the gaps but um i like it I, I i did really like until dawn when it came out uh and i like i i really like what supermassive do, uh, does i think dark pictures has been kind of back and forth in terms of the quality of it but i think they've been getting better and better um but with that you know i wouldn't mind them revisiting um until dawn because like that is probably their most successful title and like their most popular game that many people love and probably want to see come back in some form All right, what else you got for me? <laughs> I got the PlayStation picks. Uh, Rio, is somebody going to ask what Andy's doing here? Did he just come to hang out? I don't mind Andy coming in just to listen. And then it was a pregnant pause. So <laughs> anyway, uh, we got PlayStation picks for you. Of course, this is where we highlight a few of the cool-looking games coming to PSN this week. Let's start with the big hitters. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires is coming to PS5 and PS4 on Tuesday, February 15th. Mm. King of Fighters 15 is coming to PS5 and PS4 on Thursday, February 17th, which I've been playing and I fucking love. Uh, and then Horizon Forbidden West, of course, is coming to PS5 and PS4 Friday, February 18th. I have just one uh, uh, PlayStation pick for you. It is Infernax. That is coming to PS5 and PS4 Monday, February 14th. Yesterday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, earlier this week, if you're listening to it later, uh, Infernax <laughs> is the adventures of a great knight who returns to his homeland only to find it plagued with unholy magic. Uncover the mysteries of the curse and face the consequences of your actions. I actually booted this one up for about a few minutes because um, they, when it was uh, revealed, 
I saw that it was from the same developer as Just Shapes and Beats, and I Ooh. fucking love Just Shapes and Beats. Yeah. Yeah, and so like I was like, shoot, I want to see, I want to see what they're doing. This game seems more along the lines of like a Castlevania-inspired 2D action RPG, uh, where you can kind of make choices and I'll determine your ending. And it seems very gruesome in the uh, uh, like uh, gruesome and bloody um, in a lot of the the action as well, which I thought was really cool. But uh, I didn't play much of it just because there's so many other games to jump into. But taking a peek into it, it seems like a cool game. It seems like a really uh, nice thing if you're into that type of 2D action RPG uh, game. If you want something that's that'll give you the um, Castlevania-like experience. Um, I, I think I recommend this one. So there you have, have it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of PS I Love You XOXO. Uh, I said to someone's question earlier about the plat, I asked about the melee pits, and I would hit somebody up who I know who's very close to the plat. The answer I got back is no, I don't think they're tied to it, but they're super easy. So you're just bad, Blessing. You're just bad at the melee pits. Wait, wait, wait. I don't believe that person. They're not super easy. They're not super easy. Hey, man, that's Gerard the Completionist for you, all right? That's what I'm going to oh, say. I'm going to hit up Gerard. Yeah, Gerard the Completionist me. called you a bad gamer. A bad like, gamer? Gerard like, the Completionist is like, he, he, that man is like the Super Saiyan 4 of like fucking gamers where he's he, he plays everything and he completes everything. Four. Yeah, like, no, like, I'm not going to go by Gerard's barometer of what's easy yeah. or what's not. If Gerard, let me know when Gerard says something's too hard, because I'm just going to, like, d- just throw the console yeah. away, because I don't want anything to do with whatever Gerard thinks is too hard. Uh, if you like this episode of PS I Love You XOXO, ladies and gentlemen, head over to patreon.com slash games where it will continue. We're doing a post show over there. And then, of course, on normal weeks, you could watch us record the show live. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show. You get all those benefits for Gamescast, Xcast, you name it in the game side. We got it over there. However, if you have no bucks tossed our way, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday morning. Remember, a special episode next week, the 22nd. We are doing it live. The PlayStation Vita's 10th birthday will be live and straight to you. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, 11 a.m. right after Games Daily. You got to dress to the nines. It's fancy dress required. <laughs> Bring your own cake, bring your own drinks, and your PlayStation Vita memories. Uh, of course, go tell me your va- PlayStation Vita memories and sto- favorite games and stories over on patreon.com slash games to be included for next week's episode. For now, we have a post show to do, but until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.